Hello and welcome back to episode 45 of The Ripper, The Teller and The Gremlin. So we had a brief break, uh, well, brief, brief. it's probably about two months or so. Um, but, <laughs> brief, you know, it passed really quickly. We had, we had time off. Um, we all had, you know, holidays and uh, other personal things to deal with. So we just like, and we sort of struggled to meet up a couple of times. So we just thought, oh, we'll just take some time to ourselves. Like mm. come away, rest up, come back, back at it ready. Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously, as a few of you have noticed, there were two episodes that have gone up and you might be listening to those and being like, these news pieces seem kind of old. Well, <laughs> they are, <laughs> but they're still fun discussions. And mm. um, the reviews in those two episodes were really, really fun. Uh, you know, yeah. we talked about some great stuff in there. Black Widow, Loki, um, you know, Invincible, which was a fun chat that I loved that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're an Invincible fan, you'd love that episode. Um, and uh, I think Bradley smashed his way through near Replicant and Scarlet Nexus. Yes. Yeah. Brain power, mate. You know what I mean? Let's <laughs> dig deep for that. That was good. That was impressive. <laughs> but um, we're back and we thought we'd just start this week with a little intro to sort of just see what we've been up to. So, uh, guys, yeah. what have we been up to? Bradley, do you want to take it away first? or? Uh, yeah, I can do that. We, I mean, I haven't actually, like... Obviously, I've been playing lots of games. I've done I'll, nothing. I'll, I'll probably be, you know, reviewing them one by one, backlogging them um, till I get through them all. I actually brought up a, I've got, I've got an actual list. I was like, right, you know, over these two months, I'm gonna have to start writing down a list. So I've probably got about mm. like ten to fifteen games just sitting there wow. waiting to be reviewed. Not all of them new, um, not all of them very big, but I'd like to talk about all of them at some point. Um, but gaming aside, because I will probably talk just about do a at rapid some point. fire episode of just you, Bradley, of just me reviewing constantly. <laughs> right onto my next review. It sounded um, sound like Eminem's rap god, wouldn't it? Just like load of jumble of words, him talking so fast about all the games he's played. You but, wouldn't even need us. That's the thing. You could just keep rattling. Just me, I yeah. Right, next one, next one. Until it's like four hours long, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> they're done. Um, but yeah, something that you two might be happy about is that we have done a massive Marvel watch. Oh, oh yes, nice. and that has included the TV series. Oh, uh, nice! What so? Wonder Vision, uh, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki. Yeah, we're done with them. We actually, I actually watched. You sound relieved because which was your favorite? Three off my list, you know. So, just a quick question: Which was your favorite? I I thought it would be Wonder Vision. Oh, nice! I really like Falcon and the Winter Soldier because obviously we watched it in the. the I hmm. I actually think Loki is the weakest one. <gasps> oh, really? Yeah. What controversial? I, mm. I think it is the weakest one because of like it's beautiful and it has such nice cinematography. Yeah. But I think it can be very slow in comparison. Did you get to the, the emo- Did you get a little the emotional vibes to, at the end? Oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mo- oh, the, yeah. yeah. The real bro moments. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice, but like, so, but this is the thing is, I don't know. I just, I and I, I, I really can't pinpoint exactly why. But I loved the kind of rapid fire episodes of Wandavision. Mm, and yeah so loved that and i loved how each episode had a different tone Style. and different yeah. storyline yeah, so i would probably shooting, yeah. like it, a part of me wants to say that but at the same time i'm not very objective and i just finished falcon and the winter soldier <laughs> and <laughs> you're like, like i like super soldier boys I love, being super soldier boys I, I also i really like the themes of it i think you know that it, it's really relevant and yeah it's tackled mm-hmm. really well poignant. yeah exactly and and yeah it, uh, it is between those two but i think I think with that, if I took away my objectives, yeah, I'd probably say WandaVision was the best. Mm. Okay. Um, I mean, nice. that's really fascinating to me because that means that, Bradley, your list goes Loki, WandaVision, 
Falcon and Winter Soldier. Worst of best. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm imagining Jax is WandaVision, Falcon, then Loki. No, yeah. my no, yeah. my no, mine would go I would put Loki at the top, then I'd put one yeah. division below it, then Falcon and Winter Soldier last. Oh, okay. That's that's the same that's the same order as me, so fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I know I love Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, I yeah, love yeah. Super Soldier like Boys. Loki just so super. Much? I don't know. I just, I just Tom Hiddleston. Did. I think is yeah. Is, and I, oh, I think, definitely, he was amazing. But I, I just felt like the episodes kind of roll into. They were slow. They were the definitely slow. Yeah, they were definitely slower than the other two programs. Mm. And mm. and obviously, I can understand why the others would be more. Oh, Owen Wilson was great for a lot of people. But but yeah, no, I just felt the casting was just spot on. That I and I um I felt the biggest sort of pull towards Loki's character, like right. of all the three programs, I was yeah. like, eh. I, I, I just wanted to love everything about it and about his character. Mm-hmm. And that's how I sort of was really drawn in by it. And I think uh, that's why I really liked it. Yeah. And I think for me, it's the implications. It's the fact that it's what Loki sets up going forward in the MCU. Cause right. we've talked about this before. I've enjoyed the MCU stuff as standalone, but yeah. I've kind of been like, well, what's the, big next Thanos level yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. how are you gonna how are you gonna top that? How are you gonna beat that? How are you gonna like bring back that level of threat? Because yeah. will not will everything always be overshadowed by Thanos? Mm-hmm. But this setup That's with that. the villain in Loki mm-hmm. has made me go, oh God, this is exciting. Yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is this is a big villain that's gonna be set up and work towards and and you know have so much sort of impact in this entire universe. Yeah. Um, so it really made me more excited for the future. Whereas mm, the other shows were great as standalone, but didn't necessarily make me go, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Think yeah. about going forward. Yeah. See, that was um, actually something I didn't like. I thought oh, they really? would all be standalone and I wanted them all to be standalone oh, because so I hate want... getting bogged down with multiple uh, seasons and seasons right. of things. And um, do we know how many like seasons of you know Loki we're going to get? Is it? Because no. that's my worry. Like... Is that it's going to be like you know the Walking Dead, where it's like season whatever. Like hey, I, hey, I, hey, hey, hey! Shut up about the Walking Dead because I'm still watching it. No, you're to, not. Uh, I am. I'm watching it until the very end because this is the oh, last season, isn't it? Season eleven, I and I'm watching it and I'm up to date with it. Yeah, oh I think God. I made it to season five, Bradley. I think I got further than that. I got. And to like you know what? Six or and seven. Do you know what? It does. It still goes through. Um, for me, it still actually goes through phases where it's really good again. Um, but then phases. it always dips back to slow. No, it does. It always does the same thing. No, I know. Um, I just mean like, like I enjoyed there's... all of those series throughout, even in the slow moments in Loki. Yeah. It's still enjoyable. But like, I love the way you're like. It goes through phases. <laughs> it does, and I just have to where tolerate I can the enjoy bad it. ones. <laughs> but like the most recent season is at times, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, so oh, it's like it's been pretty good yeah. this season so far, like the newest one. But I think it's because they have to because it's ending so they're kind of like trying to wrap it all up and close it all up so i don't know i just all i saw of this new season was the promos and the weird like halo body armor of the soldiers and i was like hang on why are these yeah it's it's very strange but i think it's kind of tying in quite nicely to how they're gonna by the looks i think how they're trying to finish the show zombies in space yeah that's (laughs) it that's gonna send everyone to space elon musk's gonna pay to send them all to space um but anyway um so Bradley, so I get the impression what you're saying here is not only have you spent a lot of time gaming in your time off, you've also spent some time watching stuff for a change. Yeah. Well, no, we do watch stuff, but we finally... <laughs> but, but more. We finally, yeah, we finally made it to the Disney Plus side of the of the world. Was that um, a, a friendly gift from one's cousin? Or? No, it wasn't actually. It was a friendly gift from one's sister. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, it would have been a gift. Um, 
because Disney will not get anything from me. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a friendly gift, and and we we decided to to put it to good use. So we've we've been doing that for quite a while, nice. doing like a film a night or like two or three episodes a night of depending on what we were doing. Um, and we're like we're about to finish Marvel's What If, or not finish because obviously it's still right, released. Yeah, it's still oh, we, we come up today. I'm, I'm loving What If. Me I've too. Only, I think I've only got one and, and to watch. People have been so mixed on it. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't get understand. it. The animation yeah. is gorgeous. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I, I love these little stories where I'm like, oh, I, I mean, so I'm cool. sure we'll, when it's completely finished, we'll, we'll, we we'll should do a spoiler discussion. It. Yeah, we will. 100%. We can go into them all and, and uh, dissect mm-hmm. it. I think 100%. Yeah, 100%. Oh, I'm glad you guys have been watching that because like, I thought I was yeah. going to have to try and blackmail no. you guys into watching it. No, 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 no. yeah. Yeah, it's good. Nice. nice. Anything else, Bradley? Or No, no. Just that and work. And then yeah, yeah, lots of life. <laughs> nice. Um, so I've sort of, it, sim- in a way similar to Bradley, I, I've taken a lot of the time to, I've, I've been doing some life stuff, some, some actual life stuff. <laughs> I found like, my place, man. I found my no, sin. Like, no, like I've been going to do some actual, like, you know, I've been trying, now that we're allowed a bit of freedom and stuff, I've been trying to book as much up as possible, being out a bit more, um, doing some social things. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, uh, yeah, socializing. Um, uh, so yeah, I did some, done some cool stuff recently. Um, but then in the spare time I have had at home, um, I sort of, I've been playing, don't get me wrong. I've still been playing a lot of games and stuff, but this is obviously the time of year where a lot of the games grind to a halt and then you wait for the Christmas drop of games. And obviously I was sort of a bit lost for a little while on what to play. So I spent a lot of time catching up on stuff I'd been meaning to watch and things like that. So I too have, cleared quite a few things some of which i'll probably review at certain points but um i uh, i got to a stage where i think i watched too much tv because um i uh, cleared my whole uh, well i've i've cleared my list on um netflix and everything else so <laughs> i don't really have anything to watch anymore That's <laughs> so uh yeah I've, I've cleared a backlog um which is pretty cool but it's also quite sad because <laughs> now i'm like I, now when i do have time to watch tv i'm like oh my god i need to find something else to watch because mm. i hate i hate weekly released things um and I've yeah. too many programs I've started watching, not realizing their weekly releases and then <laughs> caught up and gone, Oh my God, what do I do now? Um, so spend some I time like doing that. Weekly and release. I, I don't, I don't, it. but that's I why it. I like, that's why I've watched what if, yeah, because you can just, it's standalone. Yeah. I don't have yeah. to go, ah, oh, at the end of the episode, yeah. I can just be done with it and wait for the next one. Next one. I love, yeah, yeah. I love waking up on a Wednesday morning, making, <laughs> making, putting it, putting the kettle on, and then while I'm having <laughs> breakfast, I'll watch Marvel's What If. That's just no, wrong. yeah, no, that works. But, I don't but work then if Wednesday, it was something, it's it's great, if it was it. something that ro- rolled into each other, I just couldn't do it. I'd have to wait for all of them. Yeah, it's... nice, yes, mate. Yeah, I love. I have to binge watch and stuff. Binge, and yeah, I... yeah. Yeah, I'm guilty of that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, just really sort of similar to Bradley. I mean, other than work and sort of some some social stuff, really just uh, just trying to enjoy things and just kind of you know get get by every trying. day and yeah, just trying. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, very similar to you guys. Um, the the only in terms of my sort of entertainment, I rewatched season one of The Witcher. Which oh yeah, was fun. I really enjoyed <laughs> that. And then uh, I shushed the person I was watching it with. When it got to the toss the coin to your witcher, because I was like, Shh, oh, such a song. Such shut a up, song. shut up, sit down. And we sat there and I watched the whole thing. And then they looked at me like I was an idiot. And I was like, It's the best bit. And there's songs forever stuck in your head just, after. They'd never seen it before. So they looked at me very blankly. And I was just like, Who? Quick question, Chris. Better watching it the second time around? 
Well, like pay it, take more I, in I'm, maybe. I'm or? biased because um, I, I, you know, <clears throat> I get the criticism for the show, for the show. Yeah. But um, I just adore uh, the show, and I know you know mm. there's a lot of book changes and there's a lot of yeah. uh, debate online, and and I think some of it is very valid, and some of it yeah. is like oh, it's a bit unnecessary to change that, and maybe that stuff is a bit more jarring the second time around. Right. Mm-hmm. But that aside, I just love it. I just think it's so good. Um, and Henry Cavill, you can tell how much he loves this character. Loves the yeah um, yeah. And then the minute I finished it. Um, because the season two trailer was on there, it played that as soon as the last fin- episode had finished. And I haven't actually watched the trailer for season two before then. I didn't realise it was out. Oh, really? They, they released a full lot. Like, I thought, I know they'd teaser, but I didn't realise they'd done the full Oh, yeah, trailer. it was wicked. So I sat there and I watched it, and then you see them go to the Witcher Castle, yeah. and then you see, you know, the, the vampire, and um, there's this, like, Beauty and the Beast storyline they're adapting, and you see Ciri sort of training, and all the other witches, and, and to be fair, I was watching the trailer, and it might not be um, indicative of the actual second season, but I felt like... Cavill has nailed the Geralt voice even more. Mm-hmm. The trailer <laughs> yeah. voice felt more natural than his season one voice. Yeah. That made any sense? Yeah, yeah. I was listening to it and I was like, this isn't quite as, um, you know, it's meant to be, it needs to be gruff. But yeah. I feel like he's got it gruff, but still has a bit more inflection. If yeah. just for, I mean, you know, it might be different in the show, but just in, from the trailer, I was like, oh, these sounds a bit better here, actually. Not that I thought he sounded bad at all in the first season, because I didn't. I actually really like his his take on, you know, he's imitating that actor, but he's also doing his own Didn't they originally say that he wasn't going to do that, and then he ended up doing it anyway? <laughs> well, because it's so iconically Geralt at this, yeah. at this point. <laughs> I, I feel like it's too ingrained... You know, maybe the book fans would probably let you get away with it. But even I think the book's descriptions have him as being a very emotionless, coarse sounding. Because mm-hmm. that's that's the confusion in the Witcher world, that witches don't have emotions. Because they are these almost emotive-less, um, you know, characters. And, and a lot of the other witches don't do a lot to disprove it. It's only weirdly Geralt, who is one of the most monstrous looking ones, you know, the bleached mm-hmm. white hair, the very pronounced cat eyes. And um, weirdly enough, he is probably the most, you know, mutant looking one, but the most emotive one as well. Mm-hmm. You only yeah. have to see that with the relationship he builds with Yennefer and Yaskier, you know. Um, and I, I just love the first season. I just think it's phenomenal. And I'm so excited <laughs> for the second season. So <laughs> excited. Um but apart from that, I've just been watching a load of random animation. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I've just really got into animation <laughs> at the minute. And I've just all yeah. types of different animation I've been watching. Um, nice. And then gaming wise, um, I've gone through all of Dragon Age Origins and Good. all of the DLC. I think it's, it's fair to say, though, didn't, isn't it, Chris, that you, you didn't have a lot of choice with your uh, what you could and could play at no, the time. No, there's cause... not been a lot of online games recently, which is a shame because <laughs> there are actually a couple that I kind of wanted to actually uh, dive into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think Back for Blood's not out yet. No, it's not. Oh, yeah. Cool, because that was one I really wanted to dive into. Um, then I played Dragon Age 2 and <laughs> all the DLCs pretty much immediately after I finished Origins. And then, to top it off, I'm currently playing through Inquisition. And yeah. um, Inquisition, I love Inquisition, but I have a love-hate relationship with it. Because when Inquisition is good, it's phenomenal. It's up there with some of the highest moments in the first two games. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I hate how much filler there is in Inquisition. 
<laughs> like, like the D- and it annoys me so much because if you played the DLCs, uh, Descent and Jaws of Hakon and Trespasser, they're so much better. They are smaller, probably like 30 hour quest areas, but every right. quest has more intense dialogue and further options. Whereas you go to the hinterlands, and it's like, oh, this guy's taken my ring, retrieve the ring. It's really MMO style quests. But in these DLCs, especially like Jaws of Hakon, it's so much more, the, the quests are so much more developed and mm-hmm. so much more personal. And I'm like, this is what Dragon Age needs. Like, like I love Inquisition, but I think Inquisition's at its best when you're playing the main story. And then it kind of flanders a bit when you're doing a lot of the side content. Because yeah. a lot of the side content is just like, oh, build another camp. Oh, <laughs> like it plays another rift, and it's just like oh, there were really? so many of them. Yeah, honestly, and because I'm a completionist, you know, I have to close all the rifts, find all the orbs, pick up all the goddamn bottles, <laughs> find all the mosaics. <laughs> so I'm a little bit burnt out on it, but I'm I've, I'm past all that stuff, and I'm in the story now, so I'm kind of just blitzing through that, mm-hmm. and I'm really nice. enjoying it. But yeah, that's uh, that's what I've been up to. Nice. So well, we're back we... now, guys. <laughs> so should we crack so, on with the news then? Let's yeah. do it. Cool. So I'll start us off. Um, and the first thing I have to talk about is something really exciting, which I've actually spoke at length about on this podcast before. Um, can anyone hazard a guess? I know I talk about it a lot, but <laughs> um, uh, something you talk about something a lot. to do with Star Wars. Something that means Star a lot. Wars. Yeah, that means a lot to to, um, to, to Kotor. Me. Yeah, that's the one. So I don't know if you saw this at the yes. uh, PlayStation yes. event. Yes, but, um, I did. Kotor's getting I, a remake. My instant, my literal instant thought when I saw that trailer, I didn't think about anything about how cool it looked or anything. The instant thought that went from my head is Chris going to love that. Literally, I, didn't, <laughs> I actually I was did watching, too. I was, I was watching was the whole like, showcase, oh, cool. and Chris it, gonna be happy. the second that came up, I was like, oh, Chris could be happy about that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm absolutely buzzing. Um, and all we got was a kind of cool sort of CGI trailer of Revan walking along and you have Bastila Stan, um, the Jedi character, who's actually voiced by um, the actress who voices female Commander Shepard. Oh, really? Um, oh, but cool. she's got an English accent. Jennifer um, Jen Hale? Taylor. Uh, is it Je- Jennifer Hale or Jen Taylor? One of them. One of them. I can't remember, but, but a phenomenal <laughs> voice actress. She's done so many characters throughout. You know, one of the, one of those that you could just like name a game and probably been in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's in Halo for goodness sake. Sarah Palmer and like all the, you know, she's just ridiculous. She pops up everywhere. Um, but yeah, so that was literally all we got. But we got it confirmed. This isn't a remaster. This is a full blown remake, um, which is very exciting because um, this is really what I wanted. I wanted a remake. I didn't want just some shinier graphics. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a 20-year-old game. It deserves a bit of a TLC. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the, this is quite ironic, though, because did you see it was confirmed as a PS5 exclusive? Exclusive, yeah. And do you know why this is so ironic? Was it originally an Xbox exclusive? It was originally an Xbox yeah. original that was later wow. ported to PC. Mm-hmm. But you could only get it on the Xbox original when it originally launched. That's sad. And I was just like, wow. That's sad is... for Microsoft. 
Yeah, it's a blow, isn't it? Oh, yeah. don't worry. I'm sure Microsoft will just go and buy them out at some They'll point. They'll buy a Sony. Yeah. Well, it, it is a timed exclusive, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if it's going to Xbox, but it's definitely a timed exclusive, exclusive that will eventually go to PC. Mm-hmm. So if it doesn't go to Xbox, I'll pick it up on my PC and I'll play it on my PC. Um, nice. So that's fine. That's nice. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciate that from Sony that they haven't completely just... Because they could have just probably gone... PlayStation 5. That's forever. Good luck, PC. <laughs> yeah, what, I mean... That's what they could have said. Maybe I, we will, PC. I Just before we move on to the next bit of news, I, I watched that whole PlayStation showcase and I decided before the end of it, I'm buying a PlayStation as well. Oh, I need, so good. I, I need... When, when, they, when the, the thing dies down, showcase. it's possible to get hold of them again because they, you know people still can't get hold of PlayStations or Xboxes anymore. Yeah, yeah. Still, yeah, still, still a, still a yeah, It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, when, when that stops... I'm going to grab a if, PlayStation just because, if it stops, just because, yeah. yeah, but just because there is too many exclusives in there that I, I need. I just was like, I need these games. <laughs> I need these games in my life. I mean, yeah. it, it was a fantastic showcase. It was. And I know we blow uh, Xbox's trumpet from time to time, mm. but um, I was like, look, Xbox, you can't beat them for quality, for money, um, yeah. you know, and that, Game and the consumer friendly yeah, yeah. game parcel, we bang on about it. You can't beat that in, in but. terms of, <laughs> but their exclusives just don't compare. No, it's just you see the showcase, you're like, well, Sony are just playing in a different ballpark. I just went, mm-hmm. I need a PlayStation. <laughs> just as simple <laughs> as that. And then, like, so I know some of them are like timed exclusives and stuff that will eventually, but I'm like, I don't care. I don't think we can wait that long. I need, <laughs> I need them. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so before before we move away from my um, Kotor news, though. Mm. Obviously, this is great news, but I also have some bad news that's linked to this. Yeah. So this is, you know, epic. This is truly what the fans wanted. But we did get a bit of information from the devs that's a little bit worried and has has sent the fan base into a little bit of a a frenzy. Go on. So um, they're rewriting the story. What? Hmm. Yeah, Isn't that one of the things that p- players want the same. Yeah. So, th- so the biggest <laughs> thing I saw was that one creator on, on YouTube summed it up perfectly, and that he said, "No one goes back to Kotor for the gameplay. Everyone goes back to Kotor for the, for story. the story, and that all that people want out of a remake is the same story with a modern this, game, with a, in yeah, a yeah. modern game, in a modern gameplay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, is it is it even a remake if you're changing the story? Well, it's this, just a new this, game this using the same. <laughs> This is the thing, Bradley, because I always thought, but this has been done before. Um, apparently, one of the Final Fantasy remakes completely rewrote huge swathes of the game. Okay. So I looked, I looked into this, and I was like, oh, because obviously the Resident Evil remake, it's it's completely faithful, uh, yeah. and the fans love that one. But apparently, this Final Fantasy game uh, rewrote a load of the game as well. Um, and it has me a little bit worried because the the woman they've brought in to write for it has previously been stated in 2017. They said, what's your favorite Star Wars game? And she tweeted, not KOTOR. <laughs> and it's like, now she's one of the lead write, like rewriters on KOTOR. Surely in that job interview, they bring that up and they go, what, what did you mean by this then? And she's got to explain that. Like, that's yeah, awful. It just makes me worried that Disney are going to get all like, like two, because here's the biggest problem. Look, I understand it's a 20 year old game. So some of the stuff in there isn't going to, might be a bit inappropriate by today's standards, right? Right. Um, yeah. But, as far as I can remember, 
it's quite a progressive game. It's quite like one of your companions is a teenage girl and she fits to a T like the strong female, you know, independent woman character type. Um, a lot of the companions are dark side, light side women, uh, force wielders. And you sort of walk a line between them and can, and convince them they're right or wrong. If you're dark or light side. Yeah, so it wouldn't need the, like the, a, a the story, old right? the old Jedi hermit is um is a is a is a you know not that it mattered back then because he was just a cool character but he is he is a person of color he's a he's a black Jedi master which was you know which is he's a really cool character he's this crazy guy who's living in Kashyyyk who's separated from the Jedi because he thinks they're all up their own asses and he's kind of a Qui Gon Jinn esque character mm-hmm. um so there's a lot of representation and. It, it's quite a um, progressive game, especially for the time it was made. Um, but my slight worry is obviously there's no sort of, and not that I'm against this, but uh, there's no sort of transgender or sort of, you know, I identify as this and that. And not that I think there's anything wrong with that. Like uh, if you wanted to add that in, but at the same time, I kind of just want the experience I had remastered uh, like I don't know if you'd muddle mm-hmm. it by trying to yeah, put yeah, stuff yeah. that wasn't originally much. like like I'm not against that stuff being in there. I'm not against that stuff being in Star Wars. I'm all for it. If, if people want to be represented more, that's fine. I you know more power to you. Yeah. Um But at the same merit, I you know I want a beloved game and I want it to be exactly the same as it was. Just plays like a modern game. Um, so yeah, so there are people who are, who are, who are very scared about this and I think, you know, I kind of joked about this. It would be hilarious if they do drastically change it because the absolute shit storm on steam, could you imagine the review bomb <laughs> Yeah, and, and PlayStation five going be like, we don't want this stinky exclusive anymore. All the fans <laughs> hate it. Take it back. Um, but I'm, I'm praying that doesn't happen. And, you know, who knows, maybe these uh, changes where they say they want to modernize it, maybe it will make it better. Um, I will never definitively say something's bad until I've got it in my hands, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Um, but but I thought that was worth pointing out uh, and sort of explaining slightly because it did kind of dampen my, my, my hopes a little bit just because I was like, no, you don't need to touch the story, man. The story's perfect. Like maybe just finish some of the cut content and give us some additional side quests. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, that's it for the uh, KOTOR news. Cool. Um, I will move on to, I have some sort of Halo updates on the sort of, uh, on various games from the franchise actually. But I right. thought I'd uh, I just I collected some. Ve- I feel like I owed the viewers a, a little Halo update. Um, so I'll start with the Halo Infinite news. So I don't know if you saw this, but we've had it confirmed that on launch, Halo Infinite will not have Forge, mm-hmm. and there will be no co-op campaign on yeah. launch. I saw that. I was really disappointed about the co-op campaign. I've, mm. I'm disappointed about both. I'm not, I've never been a massive staples. Forge person. Forge is... I cannot understate how good Forge is for the community. It, oh, God, yeah, that's what I was going to say. But... Like it keeps the Halo games alive, like like uh, a lot of other sort of games. Like, if you go and play the customs game browser, some of the stuff people have built via Forge is out of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and even so much so that some of it gets cycled in and out of the actual Halo playlists for multiplayer. 
because yeah. even three four three are like wow this is like you know true example, i remember that was a big thing in reach started off as as a, as a custom game yeah it, it is good for the health of the game but it's not the end of the world for me not having forge like um and that's all that they really care about as long as bradley's happy they're well, just no because i'm, I'm joking i'm happy. unhappy about the cult campaign <laughs> so clearly they don't care about me they, well, no what i meant was they only care the, about everyone the else the saddest like thing i them. saw was um someone talking about how he grew up playing halo with his dad mm, and oh he said how cru- he said the most upsetting thing for him was he was absolutely crushed that he had to try to explain to his dad that they couldn't play halo infinite co-op on its when it came out well, i was gonna say just wait That's i'm just gonna wait well, yeah, he wait, but obviously his dad's like, oh my God, this is coming out. We'll get, get the controllers, we'll play it together. Yeah, and tell then him his that son's that's like, that's just well. the multiplayer. Don't lie to him, you know? Do something just to make him happy for a while until until it comes out, until we get co-op campaign. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully it'll be worth the wait. Um, and like you say, this is the most ambitious Halo game in the respect of they want these updates to be colossal and to be game-changing. So in a lot of ways, there'll be better updates than we've ever seen before from hopefully from 343, you know? Mm-hmm. It, almost like getting a new, you know, new sections of the game and stuff. But it is, it is disappointing. But if it means we get a less buggy game at launch, uh, I guess I can live with it. Yeah. I just hope it doesn't take too long because if it takes like six months to get co-op in, people are just like, they might be done by that point. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to go back, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, we also got the season one multiplayer trailer, which was a CGI trailer. Did either of you see this? No, uh, I didn't. Wow. It is. Uh, I don't know. No, I don't think I did. It is fantastic. It's so good. It's. Do you remember the old ODST CGI trailer, Bradley? Yeah. It's very similar to that. It oh, opens okay. with this young girl in um, London, and she's like, like ODST. It, it really heavily references it. She's crawling oh, through I might this have seen dark uh, city, and the brutes are looking for her. And yes, then I did the see brutes it. see her and she's about to be killed. And then the Spartans drop from pods. And there's this beautiful shot where the Spartan runs forward and shields her with his body. Yeah, and, and I, see... I was watching that and I was like, I love Spartans. They're so yeah. cool. <laughs> and then you see the every impact. You see his energy shield keep turning on and off, reflecting mm-hmm. the needle around. And then he pushes her to the side and these all these four Spartans just go at these brutes. And this, the, it's a proper like CGI trailer, Jack. I'll, I'll send it to you. You'd love it. It's, it's really, really cool. Nice. Yeah. It's really well done. Yeah. And they've said how they're going to do these cool little CGI trailers for all the seasons. I didn't know what I was watching. That's why. <laughs> I well, found it's the cool. Thing. What so is that, this? So that's basically <laughs> the intro to multiplayer that will play every time you go into multiplayer. Oh, because and she becomes like a... Commander. Yeah. yeah. I, at first, I thought it was Sadie. I thought it, it was the girl from the audio now. clips. But um, it wasn't, sadly. I thought it was the chick from ODST who you can help if you find all the audio logs. Oh, okay. Um, but it wasn't her. It was just obviously a, a very similar character. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and, and it's cool, cool. They said how that these trailers will, will, will start every time you go into multiplayer. And every time there's a new season, there'll be this new CGI trailer that kind of sets the, the, the theme for, this, yeah. Yeah, for the season. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And it's fun. It's something great to do. It gets fans excited. And 
you know, I, I love stuff like that. So uh, that was a real treat and, and uh, really cool. And like I say, it was lovely to actually get it because it harkened back to ODST, which is a game that obviously me and Bradley love so much. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to see that get, get kind of a shout out in the mainstream Halo games. Yeah. Um, also, um, <clears throat> the last sort of bit of Halo news I have is we have potentially uh, the last season of updates for Halo Master Chief Collection. So uh, this is season eight, and this looks like it might be the last update, just because they're shifting focus to Halo Infinite. Yeah. So they kind of expect. Yeah, they're not going to carry on doing seasons while Halo Infinite sort of in its life cycle because that would detract from Halo Infinite, right? Mm-hmm. In big ways. But this last season looks like it's been really fun. Um, it's also a tease for the Fracture system in Infinite. And if you guys remember the Fracture system, it was the system I told you about where they will do non-canon armors. Oh, yes. yes. And uh, have you seen some of the armor designs for this last season of, um, of Master Chief Collection? No, I haven't. They are so cool. And I've wanted something like this in Halo for so long. So this season is called Mythic. And it's right. based on ancient societies and ancient warrior cultures. Right. So you can literally wear Spartan armor. We're talking like 300 Thermopylae Spartan, but <laughs> Mjolnir um, uh, armor. And honestly, they have the, the, um, you know, the, the feathered helm as well. Um, right. And one of them is the feather helm going across the, the, the sides, like a centurion. Um, one of them is, uh, so the first set of armors were all based on Greek mythology and Greek warriors. So you have, um, you know, the Spartans, the, the other hot to light Greek looking warriors. You have like a, a Minotaur helmet. You have a Medusa helmet. You have the, um, the famous Greek helmet where it's like a face mask and then the lion's head over the top. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the next load is knights, like medieval knights. So it's all medi. It looks like For Honor. It looks like Spartan For Honor armor. <laughs> it's so cool. Spartan um, For Honor. And uh, yeah, they're all kind of like these really cool medieval knights, but they're Spartans. And I love the designs. And then the last um, load of armors is inspired by Norse Viking characters. Right. Um, and it's all they're really cool names like it's like Idrisil and one's like known named for Odin one is like Loki's helmet and it has the big horns that come out and wow. uh, it's like the trickster sort of crown oh yeah I forgot to say in the night season one of the helmets looks like Sauron that's so cool it's so cool um, but anyway um, so in the Norse season there is even one and I'm so surprised they did this so early one inspired by the dragonborn Wow. It looks like the Dragon Ball helmet from Skyrim. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> like, I was expecting this sort of stuff in Infinite. And I'm, like, so happy that we got it um, now. Like, as a little tease, I'm sure they're going to do a lot more of these crossover armors um, going forward. But you'll be pleased to know, Bradley, that these armor types, um, they've made them for Halo 3 and Halo Reach. Oh, cool. So yeah, they obviously look slightly different based on Free and Reach because I'm assuming they, you know, uh, different textures and different assets right um or maybe they're just you know same files but manipulated to work with whatever the armor type is i'm not sure how they actually work it um when they design these things 
because I know they've done some cross sort of over things, but obviously the textures are different to yeah. match the, the armor types. Um, but I just think it's wicked. And I can't wait to play through Halo Reach dressed as a, a freaking Spartan Spartan. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's going to be so cool. It's gonna, I love the cutscenes because it's your Spartan and he's going to look like a Thermopylae warrior. And I'm just going to be like, <laughs> like a sci-fi Thermopylae warrior. I'm Spartan, so hyped. Um, so that's wicked. And I, I for, for so long, because there's a really cool, I think it's in Halo 3, there's a little sort of flashback to the Spartans training or whatever. And you actually see the Spartans learning about ancient battles and they learn about Thermopylae and you see the Spartans and then that's where they, obviously they get the inspiration to name them Spartans and stuff from the battle and stuff. So it's kind of cool to have their inspiration be, you know, made into almost an armor type in their honor type thing. Mm -hmm. Kind of like full circle. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's wicked. I can't wait for that season. And I'm going to spend countless hours grinding to unlock all those <laughs> armor sets. And oh, it makes it so hard because they've added so much good armor, like in all the other seasons, that you can create just some abomination if you want to. Like the combinations that you've got for Halo 3 and Reach now are just like insane. Like, I'm so excited. I can't wait <laughs> to just play around and like make, you know, something crazy. But uh, that's the last um, of my Halo news. And I've got a quick thing to touch on here in my last news piece. And that is some Total War Warhammer 3 news. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, no Teller news is complete without a bit of Warhammer. <laughs> um, so the first bit of news we got was Warhammer 3 has sadly been delayed till early 2022. Mm -hmm. that's, all that's, a, that, that's all we got it just there's no date it just says to load early 2022 which and normally then, means late 2022 yeah that's what everyone's <laughs> been saying they're like so expect it during the summer of 2022 <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean i'm fine with this um a lot of people are very upset within the community Mm -hmm. um it's it's kind of been a bit bad for the multiplayer scene because the multiplayer scene was quite a growing thing they hold tournaments and there's actually money that's involved like these tournament winners take home a big chunk of change like they're actually really good fun i really enjoy to watch them mm -hmm. uh, I've, I've i've thought about entering them before but i kind of just haven't got the balls I don't, I don't want to get embarrassed on uh on oh, a stream with thousands of people watching we'll support you um but yeah so so it's a bit shame for, for those guys um yeah. but you know as long as this means we get a better game and that they iron out a lot of the bugs and and sort of kinks then hopefully um you know this is nothing but a good thing mm -hmm. um and you know we also got the cafe trailer um which i i told you both to go away and watch i don't think jack watched it I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I did. Was that the CG trailer? That was the in-engine trailer. Um, oh yeah, that's what I meant. The, the, <laughs> the one the, that looks CG. Yeah, it looks beautiful, doesn't it? It's it so looks, nice. I mean, that's obviously on 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 the ultra settings, um, of the graphical end. If you're playing it on your PC, mm -hmm. uh, but I love how they've moved away from CGI and they're like, hey, why don't we just use our in-engine models? Yeah. And obviously, I'm sure it's touched up with maybe a bit of CGI and effects and uh, jazzed up a bit. But mm -hmm. oh, it was a wicked trailer. It was so good. It, was so it is cool. actually really good. 
Oh, it's phenomenal. It's my, and, and I wasn't really excited for cafe. I was kind of like, oh, it's just, you know, Warhammer China, like whatever. It'll be <laughs> cool. I, I'm all about my Kislev. I'm all about my war bears. I'm all about my ice queen. Like that's what I'm on the hype train for. And then I watched the cafe trailer and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, oh, she, she could turn into a dragon. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. And oh, it's just phenomenal. And, you know, you have the Great Bastion, which is their version of the Great Wall. And in this trailer, Jack, it's being besieged by demons. And there's all these portals in the sky and all these demons are coming out. And you see uh, the forces of Sinch, which is the changer of ways, which is the god of knowledge. Um, But he's also the sick double-handed because he's the god of knowledge. But he takes from you when he gives to you. And a lot of his followers are racked by mutations, like horrific mutations, like probably right. the worst of the chaos gods. And uh, you see a lot of that in the trailer and there's just these monstrosities. And you even see the most metal thing that I love is that they, they're in the chaos roster, these things called warriors of chaos, which are these heavy metal dudes who look like they're from like a, a you know, Metallica album <laughs> where they're just in this massive plate armor with these massive oversized weapons. And you literally see some of them riding a flying disc. Like it's like a Beyblade through the air, just like, <laughs> and it's wicked. And they're going to be one of the units. Um, and there's this huge battle and they're fighting in the sky because the cafe has these like lantern gunships and they're ridiculous, but they're also kind of quirky and funny. And then the cafeans have like earth bending. Like one of their mages is doing like literally Avatar The Last Airbender. And um, they have these giant terracotta statues that come to to life to defend them and stuff, Um, as well as this beautiful, you know, uh, imperial Japanese, uh, imperial Japanese, imperial Chinese style, um, you know, if you're familiar with Three Kingdoms, almost these Three Kingdom-esque legions of Chinese soldiers. Um, Oh, I'm just so excited. And if this is anything to go by, this is shaping up to be a humongous game. Like, cause I know Bradley watched um, the ice queen trailer where you see her, the actual proper CGI one where you see her fighting corn. Do you remember that one, Bradley? Uh, where she's doing her best quite a while let ago. It go for frozen. And she shoots the, the was, it one, was it that, was that one of the first things they showed? Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, one yeah. of the first trailers. Um, so, you know, you have that, you have, you have Kislev, you have the ice court, and you had them fighting corn, and now you get Cafe and you get um, Zinch. And we still haven't seen two of three of the factions because there's two factions and a pre order race. But already <laughs> you've got this crazy amount of, with just these four factions, this crazy amount of landmass, this crazy amount of world building that's been covered. So, like, no wonder they need a delay if they're launching with seven races, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty wild. Um, and, you know, I'm hoping it is going to try to trump the second game and just be this massive, colossus, like, end cap to the Warhammer trilogy. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, you know, four months down the line after it's come out and we get that combined map, cool, I'm going to waste so much <laughs> of my life playing combined <laughs> campaign. um so yeah just as you can tell i'm a happy camper and i uh i very much enjoyed that trailer um but yeah that's it for my news this week guys nice okay Mm -hmm. so i'll pick up from there um speaking of delays actually something i didn't have in my news um did everybody see 
battle field. Yeah, delayed. Oh, yeah, yeah. delayed. Yeah, yeah. Only, only by a month, but yeah. Yeah, it was one of the like games I was like, oh, I probably end up getting that straight away in October. And now it's yeah. like not till November, and I'm like, November, okay, yeah. we'll push everything back <laughs> to November this year. Yeah, well, it's like I don't, I'm like working, so I'm like, I don't want a new game. It sounds really weird, but like I know that if I have a new game, I will get very little done because because yeah. I'm like, I want to go play, I want to go play, and I'll be too excitable. <laughs> Whereas if I have nothing really, you know, but kind of the average games that I'll play, then there's not really that kind of I need to play a game um so i was kind of like yes that's kind of helpful but anyway um moving on to my first news piece um a game that you two have i'm pretty sure never played have you ever played pokemon but the card game no. yes nope. yes oh you have I, I, yeah i grew up playing pokemon badly well I? you actually played the card game though we, like we, you, you we, actually we, played with it yeah you know you'd buy them in the store and then um i don't remember the rules or anything Oh, I just remember cool. we used to play and then we'd like trade if we lost. Yeah, see, most people would end up just kind of like trading. pink slips with like um, cars, cars <laughs> but as kids yeah. in, a, in, a, <laughs> less, in a playground. Less, less expensive. <laughs> I'm surprised that you actually played it though, because most because that's the thing. I never really had them. At my school, it was always Yu-Gi-Oh. So it was like... Oh, really? You were... Yeah, everybody would, every, I know. I'm like, because even I'm like, I don't get why. You were trying to get that four-armed weird egyptian god that yeah. fuses into one the, the card yes. that you have to fuse him together wow i can't even remember that that's wild <laughs> anyway um i don't know whether you remember but the game is actually really fun it's it's really simple and i really like it as a card game and um there's a game already that is kind of out on pc and i think tablets only i'm not i'm not entirely sure i can't remember um and it's called tcg online trading card game online um and basically pokemon have announced today that they're going to be releasing the trading card game live which you know not really a big change there they've gone from <laughs> online to live and I, i'm just kind of like what <laughs> they're basically getting rid of online and releasing a new game that is obviously the same game and everybody's just kind of like okay cool because <laughs> it was like no one was asking for a new version but they're just like look you really wanted this so here you go um i Do think they have new pokemon or well, no because the, you can use the tcg the online yeah you can use all like they're constantly updating it so i think they thought that tcg online was so outdated which it's not in my opinion but i think they thought it was so outdated that it needed a complete revamp and like a new release but it was just one of those weird things where I was like so baffled by it because I, I didn't see anything wrong with TCG Online. I don't play it that much. I did at one point. I played it a lot. But I was just so like a new game and they're going to get rid of TCG Online, which seems really inconvenient as well for all the people because you, you can literally build up your collection on the game, yeah. on the online version. And I'm like, if they don't carry everything over, imagine oh, how annoying Jesus. that will be. You've built up because you can literally open packs they're, they're like a lot cheaper um and you can get like virtual versions of all the cards that you're trying to collect in real life and That's imagine cool. imagine collecting everything and then be like right new game there you go <laughs> start again. It's like, okay I, I don't really want it i've got my collection can i just keep nope you gotta start the new game enjoy they're like here's some Yu-Gi-Oh cards yeah it's, it's some Yu-Gi-Oh. enjoy um but yeah hopefully this this new version is like such a revamp um that I'm going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, it did kind of need a re-release. Uh, from the trailer, it doesn't look all <laughs> it that It looks the same. Different. 
I actually said it looks slightly worse, but oh no, it's just me. Um, no, I'm also hoping that it's gonna get a bigger release than I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's just on tablets. I could be wrong. Um, but the funniest thing is, do you know where you can't play TCG online? China, a Nintendo Switch. Oh, what? Exactly. You can't play a Pokemon game on the Switch. And it, it's not like it's intensive. It's a card game. It's, and nobody knows why it's not on the Switch. And so, and uh, like now they've really announced this. It's like, can we please have this on the Switch now? <laughs> and I, I think mean, they're not still like. It's like, intensive, is it? <laughs> exactly. It's a card game. And they're like, hmm, maybe. It might be a bit difficult. So I'm hoping part of this whole, you know, revamp and relaunch is is going to come to the switch because it's such a perfect switch game to just have this little card game on the go. It's really fun for just like, you know, a quick, you know, a quick game where you're waiting around. So hopefully it does. I just thought this whole thing was very strange and I had no yeah. idea this was coming. Um, and I was, I've still got TCG installed cause I play it like every now and then when I'm just kind of like looking for something to pass some time, but yeah, really weird. <laughs> Look, I'll keep you updated on TCG live when it, you know, I don't think we have a release date. Um, it's just very strange. But moving on, um, something that I wanted to talk about because I found this as well. Um, some a game I don't play, Dota Two. Um, it's a it's a MOBA. It's a very popular MOBA. I'm sure you've heard of Dota. Yeah, yeah. Um, none of us play it, but I wanted to talk about it because basically, <laughs> what they've announced. So we're is... the perfect authorities to speak on this change. No, because it's not <laughs> the the story isn't really about Dota Two for me. So what they've actually announced is that they are dropping support for old systems and if you don't know anything about dota it's a very old game anyway dota 2 is very old um as most mobas are um and the kind of idea with mobas is that it can run on anything you know they're one of those game types that they're meant to just be played by everyone you know you've you've heard of league of legends yeah that is it's the most played um kind of competitive online game i think behind minecraft if you count that as competitive <laughs> either way it's it's Mate, one it's of the when you're building middle earth from scratch too no but they have like the whole like hunger games and i don't know i'm not a minecraft player i'm sure jordan could let us know what the competitive gonna say is like yeah he's, um, somebody comes on guys i can't believe you belittled <laughs> but yeah it's it's a very kind of big thing that you know these mobas and the idea is that they can be run on anything and i wanted to kind of see your opinion what do you think it's more beneficial to drop support of of kind of outdated technology and have less people being able to engage with it but improving the game overall or keeping the support for the older stuff oh, i mean is this kind of a weird little i kind thing? of fall in the camp of why not both hmm. why not do two separate builds of the game it's That's a lot, quite it's hard a lot to of maintain work. yeah <laughs> uh, but essentially if you wanted to you can have an old build and just like games of the past just like don't update it but it's still there for people to play if they yeah. want to oh, okay. play it. Yeah, yeah. So maybe have like, what about, because obviously it's an online game, what about this server? So maybe launch it as like a peer-to-peer? Yeah, you know, it's... I mean, just, just so there's something there that maybe those players can interact with, but you something that's low maintenance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that's, if you if you care about your gamers, I think that's probably the best bet. But, but I understand that, you know, the need to improve the, the the want to strive to take advantage of our leaps and software it's just the way the gaming industry you know tumbles forward yeah definitely i i, I personally think it 
it, I would agree with with Valve in moving Dota two forward. It it is very old technology now, so it is a case of they probably won't lose that many people. Um, and I th- I just think you can't hinder yourself for that long to be like, well, this is like you know decades old technology. If you're you know if you're not updating now, you're probably not going to update anytime soon. So it might yeah. be time. Like it might be on the players. Then I, I just think. If if the vast majority of players are going to benefit from this, you know, having a better experience in in the game, then in my opinion, it would be better to move forward. But I did think it was really weird because imagine, you know, you're you're like this this middle aged man who's been playing Dota since it came out. You really don't don't know anything about technology, and you don't have the money to upgrade, but you just love playing Dota at the end of the day. And now Valve's <laughs> like, well, you can't. <laughs> Sorry. It's like, it's like well, what do you mean? They're like, no, you can't run it anymore. It's like, but I've always run yeah. Dota. Um, <laughs> Not this version. So, so it is kind of sad that there will be a very small amount, probably, but there will be a very small amount of people that are going to be like heartbroken and forced to buy something newer. Um, but yeah, Jack, any opinion? No, don't really. Tell <laughs> like, no, I mean, honestly, no. <laughs> I, I've been taking in everything you've been saying, and I'm just kind of like sitting here, like nodding along. Like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. What do you seems... What do you think then? Progress or keep everyone involved? Uh, I I see both sides. You can only because... have one way. Oh, okay. Well, then progress. Yeah, <laughs> through the other people. It's got to be progress. Landslide. Yeah, but yeah. Through Sad the other people, do you say straight uh, through them? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> Bury they're, them. <laughs> they're not relevant anymore. But, um, but yeah, they're with Tom's old man. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Just something I thought was really interesting. Um, yeah. But moving on to my last piece of news, I like these snappy, quick news pieces. Um, has anyone played the Call of Duty Vanguard beta? No, I have no interest. No, see, and that is kind of the put no i'm joking a lot of people have had <laughs> and that's it that's it. the news um, <laughs> no one lot, cares about it a lot of people have had interest and that's part of the problem is that um for one lots of people are very disappointed with the game in general oh um, really is it world war Two yeah. again i'll i'll talk about you, that in a second the fact you don't even know is, <laughs> says it all doesn't it <laughs> but, just, all i know is the title i haven't really looked at anything else but one like, like, obnoxious like, like 20 second trailer that just has some random guy running with a shotgun screaming and i was just like, <laughs> like yes. you're like you're like vanguard mm. nope not interested whatever <laughs> next yeah. Anyway, go on. Well, I'm pretty sure there was a Medal of Honor Vanguard that was really good. So, like, oh just, yeah, there was. Yeah, Medal yeah. Medal of Honor Vanguard. It was a, awesome game. It was a uh, paratrooper game, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a really. Oh good game. yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, no, but yeah, yeah the problem. On. Not only is it kind of something that, and I'll talk about kind of my opinion because I have played it. Because, um, oh. like I said, I have no games at the minute because I'm not buying. Um, but it's already kind of rife with cheaters. No and, way. Yeah. And you, you're just like, you're like, what? The beta. Yeah. That's just so it's just, disgraceful. Not, isn't it? not only is it disappointing on kind of their part for not, for, you know, for being that easy to crack as a, you know, as a, kind yeah. of, as a game. Sure how you know, much you, money they make. You, you, you kind of hope they put up a little bit of fight and it lasts more than, I think the closed beta started like a week ago. You'd hope yeah. they put up more of more of a fight than a week's worth for the for the hackers. Considering then, they've advertised this game though as well as to say that this one will have a serious anti-cheat software mm-hmm. that's going to prevent all the cheaters <laughs> from playing Warzone exactly. and online. 
And there's yeah. there's things online you can see it. The just the most disgusting aim. Oh, is it is it going to continue Warzone again into this next one? So yeah, Warzone, so the Warzone map one, will change. Yeah, based on the going back to it'll be a whole new Warzone map based on the setting Pacific. of Vanguard. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it is, cool. a, it is a World War Two game. In case you were wondering, Chris mm-hmm. is. Oh, I mean, I like my World War Two games. Yes, yeah, so do I. But, but this, this I'm not like, sure. Not one's rife with cheaters. Because when the cheaters, to be fair, I have, I've come across a few, and it's like really obvious as well, and it just annoys me. And I'm just, you know, you know that just like frustration where you're like, what's the point? And mm-hmm. you just go through that in your head, and and they're just getting like 71 kills, and you're just like, are you enjoying this? Because <laughs> no one else is. <laughs> Um, but yeah, what do you mean, mate, Bradley? When you can no scope someone with an LMG from across the map, like, <laughs> that takes skill, man. Oh yeah, you're right. It must Serious be levels of skill. So, I yeah, I just wanted to kind of use this as well to talk about my opinion. It's it's my like initial to sum it up. It would be this feels like it could have come out like four or five years ago, <laughs> and it doesn't sound like that's a bad thing. Realistically, like. It, but when you're talking about gaming, that is quite is a, a bad sad thing. thing. That like, sounds bad. You ask me. When gaming it sounds is like COD needs some time away. It, it needs does. A couple of years off. I honestly thought. I, I honestly thought that they were gonna um, that they were gonna uh, to take a gap this year because it was such a late announcement. Exactly, and it just it feels like a half finished game. It doesn't look very good. It looks, in my opinion, worse than like the previous Modern two. Warfare. Yeah, it look and it just it baffles me and like the Modern big Warfare thing this year. Great, to be fair. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it how did. did they how did they take that engine and make it worse? <laughs> but, no, it, it doesn't look that bad. That's not my biggest gripe with it. The biggest gripe with it is that it does just play like any other COD and it doesn't really just it takes exactly what Modern Warfare does and somehow makes it slightly slight yeah, it's like the gunplay just feels slightly worse. I think the time to kill was really fast. So you you die like instantly and you don't have time to react um so it becomes one of those kind of do you know what i mean the, the, those kind of like pinpoint reaction time games where you like spawn you're instantly dead and then you like instantly kill someone and it's it, it's not the worst but it's not it's not that good um some of the maps are too big and you end up running for so long because you can <laughs> one of the cool things is you can select the game type now so you can have the same game mode but with multiple like with multiples of players so you can have like uh, 6v6 or you can have like a 10v10 or i think it's like some Ooh, of them got so you could do like, a 16 verse uh oh no what is what is there's like a 24 versus 24 and oh so 24 versus 24 on search and destroy love that probably because be i've had wicked. it in i don't know whether it's game mode dependent i'm I a big really search and I'm, I'm a big i love permadeath in my play <laughs> games i like i love elimination in gears i love that stress of having one line <laughs> like i just love it the, the sad thing is that's literally the only kind of upside is that that they've they've had it, they've added a way where you can filter by how many players you want in your game but you know because i always put it on the highest because i love this the high paced frenetic gameplay that kind of cod is meant to be to me but then you know their big kind of selling points of oh we've got destruction in the maps and you're gonna have a completely different map at the end by you know compared to the beginning literally the destruction is so generic (laughs) and like they'll literally be you know you know those walls in games that you're like clearly that is not meant to be there it's like so like it's like Doesn't the wall will the just become well it does but it's like it it becomes like this big thatch of like the whole wall is already half broken okay. anyway and then yeah. you just but you can literally run through them and just break oh, it instantly so most people just run through the map break all the walls instantly 
and then you're left with not a lot of kind of variation and it's like they tried to do this whole tactical thing and then i look at battlefield and i'm like that skyscraper just fell down <laughs> like, uh that man just went, ran through a wall so i'll have you know we're at the same level it's like <laughs> what <laughs> their destruction like, like is like some cod dev was like i want you to do battlefield level destruction he was like oh okay what's my budget and he was like uh budget budget, <laughs> budget? and he's like i'll do a wall and he's like good enough that's it. there is obviously Tick. a little bit more than that but they did this whole mounting system as well and most of the time people don't use it because the gameplay like the time to kill was too quick so you wouldn't use that you know mounting system oh you like... mean mounting as in like mounting your weapon on something i thought yes. you meant mounting as in like a tall tall mounting. no not, not as in a... no, i was like what is a mounting system what does that do? <laughs> you're just imagining like he's like some sort of uh um oh, i can't remember what those people are called mountaineer is it mountaineer i swear there's yeah. a fancy name for like the people in the americas though who were like pathfinders or whatever they were i can't think the name pioneer pathfinder pioneer, is, a, pioneer, is a robot in apex that's all i know <laughs> anyway <laughs> playing the beta it's one of those really annoying things but i haven't played a cod in quite a long time so i'm like ah this is trash and then i'm still playing it and i'm like ah, this is trash though <laughs> this is just so trash it. and it isn't a good game but i have nothing else and I'm, i end up playing it and Actually, to be fair, there's one new mode that I was like, that's quite cool. Do you remember Hardpoint? Yeah. No. So yeah. You, you literally just have to stand in the Hardpoint and it's yeah, yeah, yours. Yeah, yeah. And the Isn't that just Champions Domination? Hill? Isn't it Champions no. Hill, the new one? Is that what it's called? Something like that? It's called Patrol. Oh, oh so it's King of the Hill from Halo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But the cool thing is with Patrol is that the actual hard point itself moves around the map in terms of it's a it's the point is physically moving as if it was walking yeah that's king not of like not like oh not like jumping from place yeah. to place it's like it actually just uh, like, like, a patrol like so you route. have to yeah so you actually have to follow the route that's basically. really cool that's exactly cool. it's a really cool thing because you're meant to all gather around the patrol route and you and i was like this would be so and like special forces operators like go down the street yeah. and like clear it and... and i said because on i was playing one of the one of the but maps, then someone just throws a grenade and everyone does and i was like right so you can see whether the patrol route is going it gives it gives you a little arrow on the on the map and i was like that's so cool because i can imagine in pro level play they're going to be kind of taking parts of the map that the patrol route is going to go through before the patrol route has even got there if that makes sense so yeah, there's going to yeah, be like ambush this, it yeah there's going to be like these really cool moments where they're kind of forward thinking and then you get into it nobody's going to the patrol route i'm running at the patrol route standing everyone's in it, just going standing for kills yeah standing. everyone's then, just going for kills yeah no so one cares boring. but that's that's the that's the sort of people that that's the sort of difference in sort of the player base exactly because do you want to know what makes it worse is they 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 make it worse the developers make the game mode worse do you want to know oh, why go on you get no points for standing in the patrol oh go away what's the point in the game exactly mode i went so I can't even blame the other people because oh, I literally was standing there. No, seriously, like, what is the point? Well, I make a game mode that's actually quite well thought out and then go, yeah, but exactly. we're not reward you that's for playing. Idiotic. Zero points. So basically... It's like how COD doesn't give you points for suppression. The top, oh. the top on my team, like, would always have, like, one second, but 78 kills and two deaths. Uh, and then I'd have, like, 140 seconds out of 200 <laughs> as, like, the win. And I'm like... Bottom of the leaderboard. I, I was like mid, but like I, I still be mid for getting that amount of time. And like, wow. I was just like, it's so stupid. They push this whole culture of get kills, win game. And it's like, yeah, 
And then they go, this is the most tactical Call of Duty. It's like, no, you're ruining It's never been game. tactical. Yeah. It's never <laughs> been tactical. And there's just, it's just so many little things like that. Also, there's like certain guns that are just way above the rest and everybody uses the same ones. And it's just not a good beta. And I'm kind of worried for, for this COD. All That's... you see online is kind of hate for it. That's one thing I've always hated about COD Sandbox, how there are just guns that are just objectively better. Oh, yeah, but this one seems way worse. There was a game where I literally, I was in like a, uh, a 12v12 and about, Everyone I'd say, 20 gun. players had, yeah, had the Thompson, which, mm. you know, the Tommy gun's a great gun, but you don't want to <laughs> see 20 people with Tommy guns. No, nah, you want some variety. You want M1 Grand. You want like, That just sniper. makes the gameplay you want, even you want, more You want an MG42 because... guy. You want, you know, yeah. You want... Yeah, it, pump action yeah. shotgun man. Like. It's not bad. It just feels dated already. <laughs> yeah, no, that's terrible, really. And it's just I don't know. I I'd recommend you just giving it a go. Jump in for a match and see what you think. I'd yep. love to. You might come back and be like, my god. <laughs> Probably won't. Day one purchase. <laughs> Probably won't. Okay. Bargain bin sale, mate. <laughs> no, that's why I'm saying play it now while it's free. It's free beta. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, take up storage Not space. Not free for my time. It's only though, like it? 15 gigs. And this is the other thing that annoyed me. If that game can be 15 gigs, where is the rest coming from when the full game releases? Yeah. Because if they can... Mate, someone's I mean? got to compress those files. You can use any of the guns, any of the perks, you can do everything. But clearly the maps are like 70 gigs worth for some reason because no one's <laughs> compressing them. And I'm just, I'm so baffled. I think a lot of that comes from Warzone and how Warzone is like pre-installed with the games. Yeah, true. And that really bugs me because I just, I paid for Modern Warfare. I want to play Modern Warfare, but I can't play Modern Warfare. (laughs) There's Warzone. Yeah. (laughs) Must have have 112 gigs of Warzone or whatever it is installed. I'm like, but but please. Can't they just be separate files? Oh, it's so, exactly. It's so frustrating. But yeah, I'm poo-pooing COD all the time now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'll probably go back on it tomorrow. Yeah, you'll be a stupid you'll, game. They will come be. out, and then you're Bradley. Stupid you'll be like, game. so I've got my Vanguard review. <laughs> <laughs> I know you too well, Bradley. No, I don't think I will this year. I'm hoping oh. I don't. I'm like, especially oh, with Battlefield coming out. Didn't you say you weren't gonna, you weren't gonna with Cold War? I thought, didn't you? I think my brother was like, "Come on, we'll play it." And then I was like, "What a big mistake." <laughs> <laughs> but. That is all for my news pieces. Okay. Well, I love how that finished on such a such a positive note. Um, but, <laughs> Nothing uh, but positive. So, so I'm going to I'm going to t- this. I can't wait to talk about my news pieces just because I feel like we can have a laugh about this. So, um, first and foremost, I'm actually going back to something that uh, Chris spoke about in his news pieces this week, and I've purposely asked you to avoid these news pieces, hoping you don't know about it. Um, so the first one is my the news piece here uh, where i found this news piece is labeled um so i will read the uh headline here sorry in advance to halo fans we love you but we just had to okay Mm -hmm. so do you remember how the episode we last spoke about how splitgate stole the code for halo basically in a roundabout way because in a polite way in a very polite polite way in the politest way possible, it just said, oh, that's a cool idea. That's a cool game. It's you have there. I like that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have that. Well, um, it gets worse. So, you know how Chris was speaking about um, how the Halo Infinite uh, will not release with Carp Campaign and will also not release with Forge? Mm-hmm. Um, so, it turns out 
Splitgate will be bringing out a Forge mode. And they have said, we are not calling it Forge, but it is essentially Halo's Forge mode. (laughs) And they have gone and said, it will release sooner than Halo Infinite will release Forge mode. They've now actually, there are two of them. Yeah, and they've gone put they've they've gone a step further. So the post basically says, "Is this um, illegal?" Yeah. So <laughs> they've so this seems they've, very iffy. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, it actually so Splitgate's actual account posted saying Split uh, Splitgate will have Forge mode before Halo Infinite does. Sorry in advance to the Halo fans, we do love you, but we just had to do it. Um, <laughs> And then a guy tweeted back to them saying, trigger an entire fan base in one sentence. And that's literally what they put. <laughs> so, yeah, they basically I said mean, that. I mean, Forge is have... a huge... I know Bradley said, you know... Yeah. You know oh, no, I know how big it is. a huge pillar of the Halo but, community. Yeah. Like. But they've actually said, like, it will be essentially Forge. It will just be named something different. It won't be called Forge specifically, but it will work the same way as Halo's Forge mode. <laughs> it's and, Forge, um, but don't tell anyone. It's, it's Forge, but imagine Forge with uh, Forge with portals available. Is essentially what they're saying. You can get portals obviously. in Forge. Yeah, well, I think they're just talking about obviously their their, their own yeah. mechanics. But yeah, so. I just thought it was really funny based on the fact you was talking as well about how you was disappointed about Forge Mode not being there at the start and then Splitgate are just like, oh, well, we're I doing didn't it. see that. What a little like, knife in the gut. I know. They like, were just they, like, maybe, what yeah. else can we steal from Halo? And then they were like, oh, Halo's delayed their Forge Mode. And they're just like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty harsh. And I feel yeah, like I mean, if the, they do, even the way uh, they If they do bots as well... Halo fans have been asking for AI and bots in Forge for ages, for years. So Splitgate puts that in as well. That's yeah. going to be another real... But it's just like, like, even the way they sort of worded it, like the fact that they were like, it will be in there before Halo Infinite does it. Like, like it's just sort of like, it sounds like they're like passive aggressive. Yeah, I, d- like, I don't know how Halo haven't had a fight with them yet. No. Well, but yeah. I think because so, like Splitgate's fists. been... I think because Splitgate's been quite huge on Microsoft, right? On mm. on the Xbox platform. <laughs> so they're just looking at them like, Microsoft, you can do anything? And Microsoft's like, no, no, that seems fine to me. But people are, I mean, Microsoft, we've talked about this before, Microsoft's attitude is kind of like, oh, if people are playing on our systems, we're happy. Yeah. So maybe, I don't know. Yeah, but the developers but maybe, of Halo probably aren't. <laughs> maybe this will get to a point, though, where even Microsoft's like, come on, guys. Yeah, you're like, going to let this happen. you got to stop this now. Like, we let it go a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> Next, they're gonna go. We're gonna have firefight before Halo. <laughs> um, we're actually gonna bring what, in we're Spartans. Portals? We're gonna have the Spartan armor and everything. I but mean, they uh, basically just... do, Jack. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> no, but like we've actually got Chief's armor in here, but it's not copyright because we did it. So, um, <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, I thought it was just a fun little news piece, and I actually didn't know Chris was going to be talking about the Halo news piece. So it also tied in really nicely, and I, I really like that. But, um, so yeah, moving on. Now I'm going to go to like just a more normal piece of news because then the last one's funny again. Um, so this is a more normal piece of news for me, especially. So um, Apex Legends has had a stinker in the last, uh, I would say, coming up to a week now. Um, essentially, uh, once once or twice a season, they do uh, collection events, which is where they charge you an extortionate price for um cosmetic items that that basically if you have if you I love unlock, the description well <laughs> if you if that's what they are though if you if you have basically it's a collection event where something special happens it's usually where they unveil uh, the next legend to get an heirloom 
um, like into the game. And the only way you can, at that point, you can't get the heirloom through packs. You can only get it by buying every single cosmetic item in the collection event. And to do Jesus. that, we've worked it out. It would cost you over 120 pound roughly to do to buy everything because that's how extortionate the packs are. Um, so I've never done it. I've never, hence why I still don't have any heirlooms because then after the event finishes, heirlooms then go back. It, it adds to the heirloom page. And then if you get shards in a pack, you can just, if you're lucky enough to get heirloom shards, you can just pick it and buy it. But it's sort of a way of enticing players that while it's there, you can guarantee yourself that if you spend enough money, basically. Um, so so it's, it is bad. It's criminal, but this is my point. So they do these collection events once or twice a season, and they've done one this one called Evolution, and it's for um, the legend Rampart, who is, I mean, the heirloom is atrocious, but I'm not getting into that. It's literally the most pointless one. Well, actually, it's not, but it's, it's pretty bad. Anyway, um, so they did an update for this event to obviously start, and I don't know what happened, but they did this update, and their servers have just gone, uh-oh, um, and since the update, <laughs> the game just doesn't work. Like, do you, do you think this is the revenge of the Titanfall One hackers? No, someone was saying this actually. I did look into like people were sort of saying that, but I don't think so. I think this is just they whatever they've obviously something they've done in the update has screwed their servers over, and that they're aware of it. Um, but this is sort of my point here. So they. That they've made so basically what keeps happening is um the game is bugging in ways that people have never seen before so like there is some ridiculous things happening but the the biggest one is that when the update first went live no one could get on the servers for a while uh, and then when they did if you were lucky enough to get in the servers you would probably disconnect every game um and then you'd be reconnected and then you'd be in and it'd be lagging or it'd be stuck or the game would freeze or the game would crash and it's nearly been a week now and the game is still like it, um, and they addressed it. However, they've basically said that the next patch will not be until the 22nd, which is in two days' time. But they're like, the fans are kind of like, I'm not being funny, but if the game is in an unplayable state like this, you would think they would bring out a patch quicker than that. Like, they've had a week of it already. Like, it, to then say, oh, well, the next patch will be in another few days of dealing with this, it's sort of like a bit... Uh, I mean... I don't know. People are just not very happy about it. They're like, you know, mm -hmm. this is ridiculous. And more importantly, and this is sort of the other other flip side of the news, ranked players are really annoyed because obviously you go into ranked and you lose RP, especially in the higher ranks, to, to enter a game. And then their teammates are disconnecting and like they're disconnecting and then they're dying when they reconnect and things like that. And obviously game servers are just crashing when they're on there and stuff. So they have said that the split for ranked, uh, they do a, a mid-season split and then they reset people a few ranks. So it's basically to stop people who have boosted together from bronze. Um, so they separate you basically um, based on your skill level. They have extended that now for an extra week because they've said obviously people have experienced so like so many bad disconnects and stuff. And what they have done is that if you're if you're in a game of ranked now and you disconnect or one of your teammates disconnects, you automatically don't lose any RP if you go negative. So you just get zero RP. So you don't go, you don't lose anything, but you don't gain anything either. Oh, okay. Um, which is fair enough, but it's still incredibly frustrating. And like, I can't even tell you um, how many times since the update, 
me and the people I play with have had to restart. I've never had to close and re, uh, reload an application so many times, like ever. Like I've literally, <laughs> we played earlier and every single match, one of us had to restart our game after the match because it disconnected us or it, their game crashed or my game crashed. Or um, sometimes you play the game absolutely fine. And then when you die or when you win, it just doesn't let you return to the home, like return to the lobby. You just get stuck there and it just let you stuck in the match. And it's like, right, so now I have to close the application again. And I think a lot of people are angry as well, equally about it, because um, Apex not too long ago posted about their sales and how much money they're making. And I think that's a really bad thing to do because they, they basically gloated about how much money they're making at the moment. Um, oh, no. Off of the off of all these in-game purchases and that, and Ooh. someone basically then pulled pulled it for, pulled it back and said, uh, "If you're making this much money, you might want to invest it in some better servers because like everyone's struggling like in to enjoy your game." And you, they gloated about basically. I can't remember the exact figures, but they they almost they said something about how they'd nearly made a billion dollars, um, and they made <laughs> six six hundred six hundred thousand. Six, uh, I can't remember. It was something like six hundred million or something like that in like the uh, in like a first quarter or something Jesus. like that. Jesus. Um, and they're saying about <laughs> and that. And bearing in mind that all comes from in-game purchase. So because obviously the game's free. So and and this sort of is like a little sub piece of news. I did see today an article where um, Respawn actually replied to uh, uh, like a, a fan who tweeted them, basically saying that you know I love your game. I play Apex all the time. Blah blah blah. Now that the game's clearly doing very well and you see, have some, you know, a serious I- income coming in, do you think you'll ever re reevaluate your pricing schemes for the cosme- like cosmetics in the game because they are pretty extortionate and albeit people are paying them, it's even compared to other free to play games, it's really expensive. Like you know, and you're clearly pulling in enough revenue, and respawn replied in like a really typical respawn ea kind of way they spent they sent like a five paragraph email uh, like response explaining how it works with creating new cosmetics and what the team have to do and blah 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 and how it's a long process and all that sort of thing and they said we would love to reevaluate this and we would love to look into this in the future and we love the fact that we've got such a dedicated fan base and blah, blah 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 and after the, every five paragraphs you read the whole thing and what you realize at the bottom is that they didn't actually answer the question at all they basically just dodged dipped and dodged around the whole thing and went yeah yeah it is expensive sometimes we know that and then they were like next question (laughs) literally and i was like further comment yeah literally that was exactly it and i was like i don't know I i think it's come at a bad time this server problem because they've obviously not recently only recently mentioned how much money they're making and i think people are like well hang on a second you know, at least put some more time and effort into your servers if, if you're making this much money at the moment. Um, but yeah, so it's not uncommon. EA and uh, Respawn servers are never fantastic, but but at the moment... You don't really, say. They're really taking the cake at the moment. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's been very infuriating um, for someone who plays Apex as much as I do. But it doesn't mean I'm going to give up on the game because I won't ever give up on the game. Yeah, um, I think you've got a problem. I do have an apex problem. I really do. An addiction. Um, um, but yeah, so um, moving on to my last piece of news. Now, I really can't wait to talk to you about this, and I hope you, I hope you enjoy this. So <laughs> I was scrolling, just scrolling, looking, for, looking to see what's been going on recently in the TV, film, and gaming industry, 
And I heard that, and I, straight away I saw the, the, the tagline and I was like, huh, this is interesting. So I heard that they're making an interactive Battle Royale movie game. Um, huh? So you know how, uh, did you either of you watch the um, thriller on Netflix, um, the Black Mirror Bandersnatch thing, where you, is basically, you, you watch it through your TV. And you choose, um, didn't you? But you yeah. choose. Yeah, you, you basically, you impact the the story by it's just like an interactive thriller it's like a telltale game but worse yes (laughs) so they're doing one of those so they're doing a movie which is a battle royale themed movie um and it's going to console pc mobile um and uh it's going to ios nintendo switch pc ps4 xbox one series x PlayStation five all of them um and it's it's just being listed as a playable film essentially so it's titled bloodshaw yeah and it's is a battle royale right so the reason i find the reason i want to talk about this is that the story follows the washed up actor nick who you will control in the game nick is taking part in the battle royale challenge which features a sinister truth to uncover each playthrough changes dramatically depending on player choices and the relationships built some will bring deadly consequences for nick and his fellow contestants um now there was more but i'm not going to read anymore all i'm going to say is i watched the trailer and I was in hysterics. Like, and when I say hysterics, Chris, you'll know exactly what I mean here. And, and so will you, Bradley, just but Chris more so. Or... Um, Chris, if you picture your media, like when you used to do media, yeah, if you pictured yeah. your media when we made that making film a film, that, that, that would be of the quality. Jack, you're one of my actors. You can't yeah, bash yourself. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying is that would be the quality of this film. So no, not looks, good. it's awful. So I watched the trailer, yeah, and... All I'm going to say is both of you have to watch the trailer. Yeah. You just like, there is like, so there's like these actors and they're all streamers. So like that, not re- like, I don't know if I don't think they're in real life, but what I mean is that the point of the battle royale in this, in this world is that um, streamers go in there and they live stream their battle royale basically. And they try and survive. And it just looks like one of these films that, that you see and you go, Oh my God, who has let them release this? Like, green light. Like, yes. like, like, you know, when you, you're not going to know exactly what I mean, but you know, when someone shoots somebody and the blood comes out as CGI, but like really bad, like really pow- powdery, yeah. blood, splat blood. Yeah. It's like that. And like, even the way these people look like they've never held a gun in their life ever and it looks and, like they're holding like toy guns. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like we could have shot it in my garden. Like <laughs> maybe we should. Honestly, though, please everybody just go and watch the trailer for Bloodshore. Yeah, and if you think it looks good, then I'm terribly sorry. But this, honestly, and you know when the acting's really bad as well, like it's really cringy. Like the lines. So who really is cheesy. this? This is Netflix, is it? It's not Netflix. It doesn't say it's Netflix. No, it doesn't oh. say where it's releasing here. It just literally says it's, it's going to. What am I talking about? Of course it's not. <laughs> it's going to consoles. It's uh, and PC. Oh, so it's, yeah, no, it's coming Steam. out on Steam. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be. So on it's PS4. some dodgy, weird production company that's like Please. probably usually makes pornos that's now decided to just <laughs> uh, it's James Palmer, Max, George, and Louis. These must be the actors and actresses isn't it that's what i've got here but please just go and watch the trailer and i i will be honest i couldn't even stomach the whole trailer because oh, how long's the trailer um i don't know like um, two so minutes what you're saying jack is this is uh, an utter garbage is it oh i feel like we have to i feel like we should get together <laughs> and get really drunk and watch it as it like all together at, like while well, really drunk and just literally 
it would probably be the funniest night we could have like literally it, <laughs> I, I i i was like that's interesting and interactive another interactive thriller like, i think the concept of those is quite cool i was like yeah that's quite cool we should and just then, make the worst choices we think possible. As I well. would get Nick killed in the first <laughs> chapter. If I could. Like, you know how like most of them start in like a dropship or whatever. I would see if I could get, I would see if you could not deploy his parachute or like something, <laughs> just like see how quick you can something end really the story. Idiotic. Like how, see if you can end the story like as quick as possible. But yeah, I, I just, and I would make sure that we had no friends in it as well. Like that we made enemies with everybody. Um, but yeah, I, honestly, I feel, feel like we have to at least. It, I mean, I'm, I'm, I imagine this is going to be cheap. If they try and try and charge anything like a normal game price for it, then I will be writing to them. But I hope <laughs> that it's either free or cheap, and we can just do have this and have a laugh with it. But please, nice. after this, go and watch the trailer and just tell me what you think, and we'll talk about it next week. Sounds good, mate. But yeah, so that's uh, that's my uh, news done. Um, Unless anyone else has anything to say, do you no. want to talk about your idea, your thoughts on that, that Bradley, the thriller, um, interactive battle Well, I've thought. looked up the trailer so I can watch it as soon as we're done. And... Is the is the initial picture making you feel sick? Wait, no, I I can't see it because oh, is it not out. like a thumbnail already? No, because oh, right. I've clicked. It's really tiny, so I'm not too sure what it actually is. But well, you're in for a treat. But yeah, it, I wanted to bring up that you might be lying to us, Jack, because we've got some comments here that say you know things like love me some fmv games and this looks like a ton of fun this is a great surprise the characters look insane the so, characters look insane they literally what? nick wears a white t-shirt <laughs> Wait, and, like, trousers what, what's the name of the film again bloodshaw oh my god it's like a 40 second trailer but yeah i didn't make it through it <laughs> no the funniest thing is that it's made by wales interactive okay? that's it that's it and they replied oh, it's a 40 second trailer and they replied to this guy that said the characters look insane with, we'll make a post specically about the characters soon. They're so much fun. <laughs> Literally, I'm just watching the, like, I'm actually just watching, like, the trailer with that. I can't even find it. That sound again at the moment, and it is just Oh, the so full trailer's cool. coming soon, boys. Just literally. I can't even uh, find it. Hang on. Look, what is this, Chris? I'm going to literally send it to you. Just trailer. That's on, what I look. have. No, don't worry. That's what I have. I've it's only 40 it, seconds. I, I'm literally going to send it into the chat now. So you but can yeah, just, you can just go straight after. to it. That You can go straight to the one I watched. And enjoy. Even the picture, the thumbnail does it for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't find it on YouTube. Oh, that's where I was just watching it. But um, anyway. Oh, no, Blood Shaw. Yes, it's in like... Yeah, you type it in. I tried multiple different ones. I tried... Um, <laughs> Blood Sport is what I thought you said at first. <laughs> but that's a Van Damme film. Yeah, oh my god, ages the ago. thumbnail. <laughs> then I tried Blood Shot, but that's the Vin Diesel movie. <laughs> then I tried Blood Shaw, as in S U R E. Right. The guy with the knife. <laughs> what? The thumbnail is brilliant, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's just kind you... of awkwardly standing there with a knife. Like, why is he holding it this way? He's a streamer. He's meant to be a streamer, isn't he? Oh, he's yeah, meant to look just, like so awkward. Just watch it. You'll oh, love it. Brilliant. It's great. But anyway, so, um, yeah, do you want me to just go straight into a review or? or, yeah, or sure. yeah. Okay, so mine's a fairly um, brief review. I, I feel like I have to make a list of all the things I've recently played because there has like been me. quite a few. But <laughs> um, the one I want to talk about, which um, really took me by surprise. Um, so Game Pass recently got um, a, a new a new launch. And it, it was a day one to trade on Game Pass, as we love. Um, and it was uh, called 12 Minutes. Now, this really took my interest 
purely off of the fact that I was looking for something single player to play and I had no idea what to do. I had no idea. I had nothing I could find. Um, and I'd seen this thing. It kept coming up advertised as this new release in like this new thriller. I was like, Oh, I'll have a look at this. So I clicked on it and I was amazed to see that this game had some really big celebrities in it. And um, do any of you know who's in it? Do you know anyone know what it is? Mr. McAvoy, isn't it? James so you, McAvoy. So, so James McAvoy is the lead. Well, like Daisy Ridley? The, you've got Daisy Ridley, yeah. Yeah. And then you've also got William Defoe. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, he, was only, talking, he was talking about Spider-Man the other day. I got excited. They, they were the only <laughs> three characters, really, in the game, um, like voice characters anyway, and they are the three lead characters. And I was like, okay, that's a big cast. <laughs> like for a game, that's a big yeah. cast. Now, the, the way, it, the principle of the game is like really simple, but the game is really complex. So um, it's not, again, it's not something I would usually play, but I gave it the benefit of the doubt purely based on the cast and the voice acting. So I thought I have to at least hear what this is like. So it's a um, top-down mm-hmm. um, game uh, and it is set in uh, one, two, three, I will say four rooms. I would say there's four rooms in the game, maybe. Okay. Um, and essentially, it is an apartment. So it's top down an apartment, and it is a uh, like click, uh, like uh, I don't know what they're actually listed as, but uh, it's a game where basically you move by clicking where you want to move to, basically, and interacting with things. But yeah, point and click. Um, exactly. It's pretty self-explanatory. But <laughs> um, so the way the game works is you play James McAvoy. Um, he is a man yeah, he has so a very normal, a very normal job um, and he comes home from a day of work and that's where the game begins and he goes into his ha- uh, apartment where his wife is there and you have 12 minutes so you can click anything in the apartment and you can either pick it up and add it to your inventory and then try and do something with it or you can just click it and look at it and he'll, you know, speak about it um, depending on what the item is. And basically everything pretty much is inter- you can interact with. Um, by the end of the 12 minutes, the, the, the 12 minutes sort of plays out like a normal 12 minutes in any household. There's just, you know, there's conversation with the wife, there's dinner, um, you know, there's, there's all things that you can choose to do or not do. Um, and you can choose how the conversation plays out and everything like that. But by the end of the 12 minutes, you will either be dead at the end of the 12 minutes or you will just evaporate and restart the 12 minutes again. And he knows he's stuck in this loop, but he has no idea why. Now, William Defoe's character is a, uh, a cop who will turn up at the door after about 10, 10 or 11 minutes. He turns up at the door every time and he says he's got a warrant. He needs to come in. Um, he speaks to you. Now, again, you can choose how you play that situation. You either lock the door and ignore him and he'll kick the door down or you go and open the door and he'll come in. Once he's in the apartment, he'll get in there either way. Once he's in, he'll get in. He, he puts handcuffs <laughs> on... William Defoe. He, hand, he puts handcuffs on your partner and puts it on the floor. He puts handcuffs on you and puts you on the floor. And if you try and resist, he kills you. Well, he doesn't kill you. He punches you. And if he punches you, you pass out and that, that resets the 12 minutes. Um, if you... If you don't, then he starts questioning your partner. Now he's there for reasons I won't discuss because that's obviously part of the story, but it gets really dark and twisted really quickly. And essentially if you just let them play it out and let the the partner and him talk, 
you still end up failing the cycle. Um, so essentially this game is just to repeat these same 12 minutes over and over and over again until you uncover as much as you possibly can. You can figure out what's going on and try and stop the, the, the day from repeating basically. Mm. And obviously you learn more every time type thing. Every loop. Yeah. You will probably learn something you didn't or you will try something. Now I love this because it's brilliantly voice acted. It's incredible. Like that. I mean, the three of them are great. They, they all played their role so incredibly, but that wasn't, I never doubted that. But usually these sort of games frustrate me because I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I, I'm like, cause I'm like, what else could I possibly do? And I won't lie. I did get to a stage where I was like doing the loop over and over again. And I'm sort of like, there's so much I can do and interact with. I have no idea what to try next. Like, it's so it's so in depth that you can literally try anything like you can do things that even would seem pointless and you would think why am i even doing this but then it could actually play a part like you can let me think of something quite irrelevant but you could go to the medicine cabinet and pick up sleeping tablets and you could slip them into your partner's drink so that she drinks them and then passes out and goes to the other room to sleep um instead of where she normally would be by the end of 12 minutes and then that will play the conversation different when the cop turns up because she's not there. Like, so, or like you can try and get her to leave the apartment or like, and there is, I couldn't even tell you how many different options there are for everything. And I just loved it. And I, I did look into it quite a lot. I think there is about seven or eight different endings to the game, mm-hmm. but there is only like like major major variations i'd imagine major very like they're all they all sort of in a roundabout way not end up the same but they all sort of end the cycle in the same sort of way but but there's a completely different dialogue and a completely different sort of um conclusion to the sort of story but but the story stays the same regardless it's just sort of a different way of ending it and a different choice you can make sort of thing but it could take someone like an hour to complete it could take someone that if you was just really lucky and you just sort of worked it out, you could end up finishing it quite quickly or it could take you days to complete because you really have to put like your thinking cap on and think, right. Okay. What else could I try? Like what else could I do? Um, and I loved it. I, I literally nothing like I've ever played before. And I loved it because I, I found myself sitting there just like scratching my head, but not in frustration, but in like awe of how much, depth has gone into these like bearing in mind it is only set in like four rooms and mm-hmm. there is so much in these four rooms like i was doing things and i'm while i'm doing them i'm thinking i have no idea how this could even impact anything but i'm going to try it like i tried mm-hmm. to i tried to stab the guy i tried to like i tried to wrestle the guy i tried to hide from the guy i tried i tried like everything like, i tried to hit the guy with a banana um i tried <laughs> to like i tried everything like i i was just at my end of like let me try this let me try that and nine times out of ten they don't work but then like you'll do something and you'll realize it will have a massive impact on the next loop because obviously your character is the only one who remembers every time so when you go back if you've had a different conversation the time before with your partner which has led to a little bit more of the story or a little bit more info from you when you next go back you can skip the normal conversation that starts the day and just jump straight to, I know this and whatever. And then that will fluster her and then cause her to either get angry or upset, depending on what it is you say. And you can literally approach the situation in any way, basically possible. Like you can even, you can kill her if you want. I mean, it does nothing. Don't get me wrong. That's a really bad idea, but you can just kill her if you want. 
Like you can literally just go into the apartment and just kill her. And like, it, I mean, I don't know why you would do that, but, but you can like, and yeah, I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I think that it was fantastically acted like voice acted and I just loved it. I, I thought it was so creative. And so it's one of them things where if I hadn't looked up the other endings, because when I finished it, I wanted to see how it, else it could end. So I looked it up. If I hadn't, I probably would have gone back and tried to do it completely different. Um, just mm-hmm. to see but I, I was too excited when I finished it so I was like I just need to see what else happens and if <laughs> sort of thingies but yeah it's it's incredible honestly if you it's on game pass if you're looking for something to play that is just a bit different for you or even if you like them sort of things especially um you would have so much fun with it because like there's it, not really I can't really think of anything to actually dislike about it because I, I didn't I, I was like playing it and just having a whale of a time and even when I was getting frustrated that I couldn't work out what to try next I'd just stand there for a minute and like I would waste half of a, a loop just standing there thinking what do, like one time I'm not even gonna lie one time I actually just sat on the sofa for the whole of the 12 minutes yeah and just, just waited, to see what would happen just to see just to see if like maybe that, that if you just sit there maybe your partner starts a conversation with you that you don't trigger usually because you're new, doing stuff and moving around so I just <laughs> sat there and like when when the guy comes in because obviously your character as well james mcavoy is incredible but your character starts to get more and more frustrated per loop as well because obviously he knows he's that it's going to end the same way every time so you can just like when the cop turns up you can just like open the door before he gets there so he just walks straight in yeah and you can literally just sit there and be like right let's just get this over with and let him just beat you up or whatever and then (laughs) just let the day restart or like you can just like if you walk out the apartment and just try and leave yourself yeah it just literally the second you walk out the door it just restarts it again so he's just (laughs) like he just gets so fed up with it as well and it's just like you feel the frustration through him as well like because you can tell like imagine being in that situation and how infuriating it would be every day he walks in and has the and his wife starts his conversation the exact same way every time and he knows everything she's going to say in what order where she's going to go where she's going to sit yeah and I'm like, i mean time loops would just suck let's be honest it would just be awful wouldn't it like i would I, I you know we've all seen films like groundhog day and things like that but um that i was just like yeah it would just be awful but yeah, so 100%, if you, I would recommend you both give it a go just because it's not an incredibly long game. Like once you sort of know what you're doing, you can kind of get through it quite quick. But um, it's a really interesting story and that's sort of why I've avoided the story because it takes like a really sinister turn like really quickly. So you just have like kind of like this innocent man dropped in a really, really horrible situation. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's really dark, really mysterious, really thrilling. Um, and the voice actors definitely sort of add a lot to the game because i feel like if it wasn't people like yeah. that it might not be so interesting but yeah. um but yeah it's fantastic that's cool but yeah it's on game pass we'll give it a go yeah 12 minutes imagine that's if your review had lasted 12 minutes that had been amazing oh you messed up here jack oh uh, that would have Should been have amazing timed it. yeah that would have and that's that jack sorry you score start, start the loop again right so basically i played this game for 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah go on Anyway, next. Who's next? Have so, you got yeah, I, as I said at the beginning, I've got my list of games and I actually haven't yet decided what I shall talk about today. That's kind of the funniest thing. Um, and I always look through my games and I'm like, what could I even talk about? Do I even know what that game is anymore? <laughs> and yeah, then I'm like, when you get to where it's like, it was like three months ago now and you're like, yeah. is it still fresh enough in my I'm like, dome? Could I talk about it? But I'm pretty sure if I picked any of these games on, the, on this list, I could talk about it. Um, and I literally still don't know what I'm going to pick. So I'm just going to start at the top. So 
I played a game um, which I kind of I I, I went on Steam and it was kind of like oh you might like this and I was like what why have you suggested me this so it's this game and it had like Chinese symbols for its title like you know Chinese characters and I was like what is this why are you, why are you suggesting me this like what what game is this meant to be like that that you know you think I will like this and I find it has an English title and it's called Eastern Exorcist and I feel like I've heard about this yeah and I I basically was like okay Steam I I accept your is challenge is this the game from Taiwan it might be I'm not exactly sure because obviously I feel like, like I've heard about a really famous game that has a Chinese title oh it's I like don't... Kinda... I don't think it would be that famous. It's an indie game. Yeah, but, but I feel like it's a beloved game. I've definitely seen a video talking about it. Well, I, d- I don't know if it's beloved, but I, I can't, I, you know, after this, I hope it is because I got suggested it and I was like, okay, okay, fine. I'll look into it. And I, I looked into it and I was like, oh my God, it's actually just released technically because it was in early access for a while. I was like, it's just released. That's why it's kind of suggesting it to me, especially. And I went online and I was like, you know when you're doing that kind of the scouting the scouting phase of what is this game will i like it you know watch some gameplay look at reviews because you just have no idea and eventually i was like okay it's like 12 pound i'll just get it and worst case scenario i just hate it and just you know it's 12 pound lost it's not the end of the world um you know it's not like a 60 pound game where you're then like oh well that's such a waste um so i was like okay i'll get it and The reason I kind of was so instantly like, okay, just get it, is that it's all hand-drawn, which you know I love, and it's all hand, like all of the hand-drawn effects are animated as well. So they've got like this, it's almost like stop motion in terms of it's such a smooth animation because it's it's drawn frame by frame um, and it just looks beautiful. Like, it's such a simple art style, but it's one of those really simple but effective styles. Um, it's just very colourful. It's it's just something that I looked at instantly, and I was like, "Wow, I'm, I think I'm going to get this." Like just just from looking at it, because I'm such an aesthetic person when it comes to like visuals. Um, and I got in, and I was also drawn to it um, because of its combat, and I wasn't disappointed. So I ended up really enjoying the game. It's it's basically about this um, exorcist, as, as it's kind of in the title. It's about this exorcist that goes on um, a kind of journey. And I won't say too much about it, but he's going on this journey and you kind of go through like three different areas and you just kind of, it, it's a 2D game and you kind of just go through and, and you kill things as you go. Um, but the funniest thing is I know why it's suggested to me now. And that's because it's actually a source of Souls-like. It has souls-like progression where you yeah, like I, souls. I, I remember and... where I saw it now because um, I remember seeing it in a video. It was like a tier list of hidden gems oh. and they called it a 2D Sekiro. Yeah, I can kind of see that. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I knew so... I'd seen a video. That was a year ago. That was ages ago. I had to search for it. And, and this like, is oh, the yeah, problem. Everybody talked about it when it was released in early access and then they were kind of like, eh, it's kind of broken. But now that it's released, no one's talking about it. And I'm like, please, they've actually made a really good game here. Like, can we, can we bring back that topic of conversation? Um, because when it released as well, they released a second campaign. And you get to play as a kind of uh, fox spirit girl thing. But she's really cool. And her animation is really cool. Because when, when she's just kind of roaming around, 
she has a hair all up in like a braid and she has a glaive in two halves on her back and then when she enters combat she pulls the glaive off of her back and then like forms a single glaive like she takes the two parts forms a single glaive and her hair comes all undone and it starts like floating magically you know that kind of effect that that they always give that kind of you know the long hair floating that's kind of everywhere um so she's really awesome and and that campaign was just as fun as as the main main guy's campaign he uses a sword um but the cool thing about kind of so i was drawn to the graphics and then i was you know the thing that sold me was the idea that the combat was really good and the combat is really fun um i played this ages ago but i still remember how much fun i had um in the general combat basically it takes that whole kind of 2d aspect and you know you can't do too much with 2d combat but the what what it does is it bases its combos on timing instead of button kind of you know like some games will be like oh you need to remember this this button input instead it will be like well you'll only ever use this button but you need to learn the perfect timing of the, the one combo you have and it's so satisfying because he has a separate combo timing to to her as well so you have to kind of like learn a new one and it's basically like his is three quick hits and then you have to delay and his whole sword will glow like with fire and if you time it perfectly you'll get like this massive hit in and it just adds to that to that level of kind of you know 2d combat is simple anyway but with this beautiful animation that you then are there like you know awaiting and actually timing your combat and and sometimes you, you, you know, you're about to get hit you don't have time for a perfect um you know to perfectly slash and sometimes you need to dodge away and things like that and there's there's lots of cool little things mm. and there's so much depth to the combat as well that you know someone like me is wasted on there's like eight, <laughs> eight different kind with your, of... With your goddamn one play style. Yeah, it's so disappointing, but there's like eight different kind of spells. You can kind of um, have these extra like abilities on the side and you can only equip one at a time, but you can switch on the fly. And they do so many different t- things. It's like, but they're so um, kind of confusing as well as the fact that they they used i'm pretty sure they used mana that i was like nah never gonna use that (laughs) it's like typical me um and that is kind of my one problem i had with the game and i'm pretty sure they've actually fixed it now the because it's a chinese game the english translation was very dodgy at times and didn't feel it felt like it'd been done by google translator points (laughs) and I'm not joking. It added to my experience in a way that was like, it was funny. I was deciphering the game, you know, like I was trying to work out what specific pieces of text were trying to tell me because they were so poorly cobbled together. And like, there'd be points where there was like random words that didn't have spaces and like, just like they, they were just put there, even though they shouldn't have been there. Things like that. There were so many little poor translations that it just made me smile, if anything. And I was like, no, it's a little, little Chinese studio. I'm not going to, you know, be like, Ugh, where's the How proper translation? You. Yeah, exactly. So it just it just made it kind of more, you know, more kind quaint. of this. Yeah, exactly that quaint experience. I was like, oh, this is something really like small and special. Um, and I'm pretty sure they've actually patched it. Like I said, I think they've had kind of a revamp of some of the translations and some of the displays so that they're not you're not getting these weird kind of explanations for powers because they there's always tutorials for everything you get in, in terms of the powers. But I didn't always understand what it was trying to ask me. So you'd sit there in the tutorial just trying to figure out what we was trying to do. 
and it's like it doesn't tell you and you you ask the guy and he's like yeah you just do this and you're like but that doesn't make any sense <laughs> that's not english so i'll keep trying to do whatever i'm meant so, to do so sorry just what do you mean like uh, just just for like some frame of reference when you say like the tutorials are telling you to do something and it doesn't make sense like what sort of things are we talking about like like what, so they'd be the, like the yeah, the way they would use English would be so kind of right. not how we would use English that it was like, wait, what are you even trying to say? Like at a root level, how, wow. how am I, do you know what I mean? Like how yeah, am yeah. I meant to do that thing yeah. that you're kind of describing, <laughs> like, but not like, telling me? Do this and you're just like, yeah, that's not a thing. We can't do that. The dragon <laughs> blue, do it. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> You've said some English words, but I'm not sure. Uh, it wasn't that bad, but you've there was... you've done some English work. <laughs> there was points man. where I was literally like, I have no idea what this tutorial was trying to say. And I was stuck in like a tutorial. Um, but yeah, apart from the translations, it was literally, it was such a, a nice game to play. It was so, like I said, it was so gorgeous in its graphical style and its animations. The animations are so good. Um, and the combat, it was just so fun. It was just such a fun little combat system um, with the whole timing. I, you know, it, it just felt so good when you were just con- consistently nailing that timing with the delay. Because um, it, it's just that patience as well, which I think is very like kind of Asian culture with the whole like, you know, the samurai and, and the patience and, and timing it perfectly. Um, it just felt really satisfying. So I would recommend if anybody likes 2D games or anybody's looking for something a little bit different, give Eastern Exorcist a try. Um, it's really fun. What, is it on all platforms? Did you say? I would hope so. I I, it's just, I, don't I played it obviously it. on PC. I've not heard. Um, what's it called? I've, just because I've got my Xbox. Up, try right. Eastern so just, Exorcist. Um, Eastern Exorcist. Yeah, I'll just yeah. see if it is on here. Or, you know, I'll try and try and say the Chinese. I'm joking. I can't read. <laughs> um, so, sorry if you heard running around. I was fighting off a bug. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> he was invading my personal space. It's on PS4 apparently. Oh, yeah, it's not yeah. on as I say, it's not an Xbox store. Oh, but. and one of the cool things about the combat is when you do kill, you know, one of these demon things, you know, you're an exorcist, so you have to actually exercise them. So they kind of go into this state where they're they're kind of defeated, if if you want to use that term. They're kind yeah. of they their their body kind of grays out. Right. And it comes up with you to press RT and you do this, you kind of throw your your arm out in like the, and 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 the ground kind of ripples in power and their whole body just kind of like spreads to the wind and it's like right. this really satisfying feeling when you take on like loads of them and then you get to exercise them all at the same time and and you just get this like moment of power where you throw your your hand out and everybody's like and this beautiful like kind of particle effect floats across the screen um but yeah so fun such a simple little game and like i said it's technically a souls like but it's not a hard souls like for one um and two the progression's very very simple so whereas in a souls like it's very rpg so you'd kind of be upgrading stats and and weapons and things this is literally you have a you can put in money for either the skill tree which is really kind of um there's a lot of different skills you can kind of add to your to your repertoire or you can put it into levels and then but it's not like a pick a stat type thing it's a literally just level and the max is like 30 which is really low because it starts off very cheap to get up levels so it's it's really not kind of like a game that's like oh take up 100 hours of your time it's a game that's like take up i think i played through each campaign about three hours each you know what the you know what the worrying thing is about this podcast and about these conversations (laughs) we have don't you 
What? Gradually, you're turning me towards games that I don't usually play. Why is because that you... worrying? No, but like, have you noticed, like, because... Jack, you mean exciting? You're becoming a man of culture. No, but yeah. like, because like, I, because like, I, I've I mean, I was that, surprised like... by 12 minutes, to be honest, Jack. Yeah, I, that's what yeah. I mean. But then, like, I'm now, I think it's because we went through this time of year where obviously not a lot of games are coming out. And like, I, I sort of didn't have anything. And I've said this before, but when you play something like Apex as like your primary game, it as good as it can be it causes a lot of stress and like i yeah. sometimes i just want stuff that i can even if the game i'm playing single player is difficult i just want something i can just switch off of and like um i i took bradley's advice as well uh, um a few months back um and i i played darksiders um i took both your actually both of your advice because you was both telling me to play oh, and i, I played throwing me Dark- under the bus no no you both you? were I, f- I forgot you were talking about it as well but and i played <laughs> darksiders 3 and i called brad oh what, you like, skipped the first and second one yeah, yeah not worth it yeah and i just <laughs> oh, the first one's so good so i played darksiders <laughs> 3 i watched like the story sort of thing up until three and then i what i played three and I literally, I was like, again, a game I would never usually have even bothered looking at. And I loved, uh, Bradley, how many times did I call you to tell you how much I was enjoying Darksiders? <laughs> like literally like three. Yeah. <laughs> three and I was like, you should, I, you should go back and play the remastered one and two. Yeah, you I did. Really I did think it. about it, to be fair, but I, I really enjoyed it. But what I'm saying is like, I think it's because now that I sort of, I'm always looking for something to play and always looking for something new to play. I just give things a go that I wouldn't normally. And I think because of the game pass, it's so easy to give something a go. Cause if I hate it, I just uninstalled it straight away and it didn't cost me anything. Exactly. Um, and that's always that kind of feeling. Isn't it? That's what I was talking about with this, that, that feeling yeah. of if you spend 60 quid and you don't like it. And you, it's a bit it's of just a dis- bummer. It's, really. Yeah. It's yeah. just really disappointing. And it puts you off doing it again. Yeah. yeah Whereas exactly. if you spend like 10 quid or, you know, nothing yeah, with game yeah, pass. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a free feeling. You're like, ah. yeah, and and the thing is, like that game you've just described. I like if that was on Xbox and it wasn't much, I would probably have. I think you'd actually because, enjoy that. Yeah, because I it sounded really cool. To there's me. such yeah. cool boss designs as well. There's like dragons yeah. and there's like loads of undead creatures. And like and the, I, I was just saying before we started recording, we were just talking about it before we started recording the podcast. But like you did it again with Hades. Like I've obviously avoided that such for God knows game. how long, and now I'm playing Hades, and I'm like, oh, I love this. This is great. Slowly, you'll <laughs> you'll have played every one of my reviews. souls. Like every, soon, soon oh my it, god. He'll play the entire <laughs> Bioware catalogue as well. Isn't it? You're going to be yeah. like, so I finished Dark Souls 1. Yeah. <laughs> Changed man. If, he, if Jack ever plays through like the Mass Effect trilogy, I think I, I'd feel complete. <laughs> oh, I don't want to let you down. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, um, that, that sounds like really cool. Jack would just have to get through Mass Effect 1 and then he'd be okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that is all for my, my review. So, Chris. That's cool. Oh, well, uh, I have a short review as well, he says. Um, <laughs> so, like I said, I watched, uh, rewatched Witcher Season 1, and then uh, I was sitting around, and I was like, oh, um, a thing just dropped called uh, Witcher, the Nightmare of the Wolf. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay, so it's an anime. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, it's an hour and a half. It's like a short film. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll give it a go. Their little read of the blurb, and it was like... Um, follows a young Vesemir. Uh, for those that aren't aware, Vesemir is um, Geralt's master. He's the guy who raises Geralt, who teaches Geralt how to be a witcher. He is a, a witcher. For those of you that are familiar with um, Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt, he is the character in the prologue with um, Geralt in the first starting area. 
Yeah, you see him again Witcher. later. Yeah, on. and and he comes back during the defense of the Witcher castle, um, and uh, you know he's very pivotal in that, and he also helped raise Ciri. And there's that whole he, he's a he's a very important character in the Wild Hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, a great character. I, I I really enjoyed his sort of old grumpy man Witcher sort of belatedly having to look after these. You know, he's like Geralt's dad in my eyes. Yeah, kind of like Ciri's granddad. <laughs> yeah, completely. That's completely a great way to sum it up. Um, but this film is really cool because this is a film that essentially is Vesemir's backstory. Okay. Um, for one. Uh, so it's cool to see him younger and you get this very different side of him. You get this arrogant, swashbuckling, almost Han Solo-esque <laughs> character but you kind of can see the man that he will eventually become. Yes. It's like, he is a swashbuckler. He is a rogue. He's this dashing witcher, but you see the, 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 the sort of the man there behind the mirror slightly. And as this goes on, especially towards the end, you really see him starting to go down the path where he will be the Vesemir that we all know and love mm-hmm. from the games. Um, so that was wicked within itself. Um, and I absolutely adore. I don't know if either of you watched this. Oh, I haven't no. actually. I do, I do want to. Um, I think I, you'd I, both absolutely <laughs> love this. It's on, yeah, it's, I was it's on the list again. Yeah, so <laughs> it, I probably it, watched it, it before, Bradley. It, it also serves as <laughs> a um, as a prelude slash tie-in to season two of The Witcher. Oh, okay. So it is a prequel. It's set way before. It's is essentially the backstory of why there's only five witches left is, is essentially what it is. It, cool. it, it's, it's the glory days of the witches where there's like a hundred of them and they're out and they're monster slaying and they're the height of their power. But because they're so powerful, they're greedy and they uh, charge too much for their services and they con people, they swindle people and they're far too arrogant because they're this elite monster hunting order who you know are superhuman everything else except for maybe sorceresses and some of the big monsters are nothing compared to these guys you know so of course you'd probably start getting arrogant and they have almost this tolkien-esque lord of the rings you know gold lust yeah which is quite hilarious um i love that trope in fantasy anyway um but yeah, and it's really cool. So you get to see the origins of the witches. You get to see how the witches are made. You get to see, like say, Vesemir's story. And I love his character model. He's got this really cool um, sleek haircut, black hair with the, with the cat eyes. And um, the, studio who, um, the studio who animated it was a studio which you will be familiar with, Bradley. It's called Studio Mir. So that might not ring a bell. No, yeah. Why why am I familiar? So you'll be familiar because they helped animate The Legend of Korra. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, they also, they've done a load of other projects. They've got a huge list of, uh, so obviously you know them um, as The Legend of Korra, but they also worked on the Voltron series for um, Netflix, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've got a huge list of other 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 stuff they've worked on. But the animation in this is beautiful. It is very similar to Korra, but it is That's also <laughs> it is also 
higher budget than Cora, like noticeably a lot more higher budget than Cora. Okay. I think it, it blends kind of because before I, I researched it and I realized who they were, I did kind of think at points I was like, it is kind of Avatar esque, but like Avatar meets anime. It right. has more of that kind of anime feel. Yeah. Um, but there are elements like sometimes when you see it where it kind of looks not dissimilar, but just, you know, obviously a bigger budget because it's a movie as opposed to a TV series. Mm-hmm. But it's wicked. I look, so there's been a bit of contention I'll touch on with this in that they have changed stuff from the books. But to be fair, I watched, as I'm not really an authority on the books, I haven't read them, but I watched a guy who loves the books talking about this. And he said, to be fair to the creators of this film, what we know about the events in this film were like a couple of lines exchanged by characters and like an offhanded reference. So in a way, they haven't like retcon stuff they've just added to it gone more in depth so Mm -hmm. it's like oh we know this gets raised by this but we're gonna add this in as well to make it more dramatic which this film does a lot of but to be honest i feel like a lot of the changes i preferred the changes that they went with though i will say there is one change that uh, i won't spoil until we have a spoiler discussion that i really didn't like and I was just like, this is really idiotic. And it kind of took me out for a minute. And I was kind of like, mm, didn't really need to do that. That was a bit dumb. Um, <laughs> but like I say, it's if the most part, I'd say about 80% of it is really faithful and really, really good to the Witcher world. Um, there was some sort of argument online about the magic the Witcher uses. Because right. in this animation, they obviously have this... Oh, it's incredible the, the the magic that they use and, and the and the signs that it, in a way this is almost the best format for like a witcher series because you can do things that you can't do in live action you can make the magic so much more dramatic because it's an animation you can make the witches move at blistering speeds and react like he's cutting yeah. arrows out of the air and, and diving <laughs> through trees and and slashing monsters hands off and honestly the choreography and the fights i had my jaw was on the floor for some of these fight sequences they are so good and the, the fight at the end the huge fight at the end my heart was pounding and i was watching it and it's so intense and he moves and he glides and the animation is so like seamless um, and, you know, and he does this like really amazing choreograph of swords and then magic and then swords and magic and diving and cutting. And, and it's so fluid and fast. And like there's a lot of tracking shots where you're going with him and it feels like you're rushing. Ah, oh, I absolutely love this. It was like, so well done. And the only other criticism I saw was it's only an hour and a half. So some people felt it was a bit stretched, like the story. Um, I kind of see that, but at the same time, I kind of felt like that was fine. I feel like maybe if there was more, I mean, maybe you could have fleshed out some characters a bit more, but I feel like the story we got was like, I don't know if you added more, it would just slow it down too much. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, but I, I personally, I liked it. it was an hour and a half. I, it's really digestible. It's really quick to watch. Uh, it's enjoyable. It tells the backstory really well. And it, it's really cool because it juggles the fall of the witches with Vesemir's life 
and um, maybe there's a few characters you see that um, maybe um, maybe you guys will come to love. <laughs> you know? uh, I won't I won't uh, spoil that, but there's some great cameos uh, at one point, and when it happened, I was like. <gasps> <laughs> um, yeah, it was wicked. I just I feel like you guys would adore this movie, and I cannot wait until you've watched it so you can tell so, me what you think. Yeah, and yeah. I know for a fact. I, I mean, I think Jack will love this, but I think Bradley will adore this because I feel like the animation is so up his street. Mm-hmm. And like I say, oh, just, oh just, I just want you to watch this. We're talking spoilers. What is the spoilers? <laughs> so maybe watch it, and then you can put me out of my misery. <laughs> Yeah, I w- yeah, I'll probably watch it before Bradley, knowing uh, Bradley's schedule. But yeah, I I have got it planned to watch it. Yeah, nice, good, good, and make sure you watch it before season two. Oh yeah, definitely. Because uh, December, I feel, like, I feel like you'll appreciate that more. December, yeah, December, December yeah. Two, so you got, yeah. you got ages. It's like the best Christmas present. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited! <laughs> I'm gonna binge watch that so badly. It's gonna be wicked. I'm gonna. Love oh yeah, hundred percent. Get some ice cream in. Sit there. Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> oh, I can picture it now. Ben and Jerry's on when it's cold outside and it's Christmas time and oh yeah, warm blankets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that probably well, girl. I love it. While the Witcher slices and dices some monsters. Yeah. For like, like, are we gonna watch a romance film tonight? Nah, we're gonna be watching The Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, I've got we've got our last segment of the day. So I felt like I tried to keep that brief and non-spoilery and just fanboy about it a little bit. Um, and now I have our quiz, which <sighs> is based on the Witcher universe. Hey. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so should I go straight into it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So question number one. Where are question the, number one. Where are the wolf school witches from? Uh-huh. So so where in the world are the wolf school witches from? And your options are A, Kaer Morin, B, Blaviken, or C, Sintra. I was so, I'm so glad cuz you you kept saying the Witcher Castle. Uh, and I I was like <laughs> I was so tempted to be like, "Oh, you mean this?" But Say again. I did, that on, I did that on purpose, Bradley. I know. Do you like that? Now, yeah, now I know why you were saying because I was like, Chris clearly knows what the Witcher Castle <laughs> is called. But you've done that like two or three times. I've been very impressed now that well, I know the reason. Give us the options again. So option A, Kaer Morin. Yeah. Option B, Blaviken. Or option C, Sintra. Oh, I feel like it's A. I, I'd recognize it, but I don't know if this because yeah. I, I have played The Witcher, obviously, but I, it was a long time ago. Bradley? Say, yeah, Kaer Morin. Um, great name. I love. Yeah. Obviously, we're, go, we're gonna we're gonna see Kaer Morin um, in Witcher season two. Mm-hmm. It's a big selling point. It's very exciting. And I will say, without spoilers, obviously in Nightmare of the Wolf, we kind of get to see why Kaer Morin's a bit of a shithole. <laughs> um, without trying to spoil too much, there's another um, fish hook for you to watch that watch that um, film. Um, and obviously, Blaviken is the town from the first season where yeah. he gets the nickname the Butcher of Blaviken mm-hmm. because he kills um, the princess and those guards, which happens in the first oh, episode in season so- one. Oh, my days, that's the scene. But the villagers obviously don't understand what he's done and they uh, give him the nickname the Butcher of Blaviken because he just murders loads of people Butcher. in the street. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and then obviously Sintra is obviously the kingdom that um, Siri is from, uh, which is the princess of, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously kind of destroyed by I think season two because it kind of fractures and gets eaten up by the other northern kingdoms. Um, but yeah, we'll move on to number two. So who are Geralt's two Witcher brothers? So the, who are who are the witches who Geralt grew up with, and he mm-hmm. considers considers them his brothers basically. Um, option A, Lambert and Conrad. Option B, Eskel and Lambert. Or option C, Eskel and Boris. Boris. I'm sort of I'm sort of uh, lost here because I want, don't know. Do you want them again? Yeah, please. So you got Lambert and Conrad, Eskel and Lambert, or Eskel and Boris. No, I'm going to go for B, but I'm guessing. Maybe I could be as well. Well, it was a solid guess, Jack, because it oh, is wow. Eskel yeah. and I was Lambert. disappointed with your guessing. That's two <laughs> good guesses, Jack. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I really enjoy both those characters. I don't think Jack ever made it far enough into the Wild Hunt to meet <laughs> those characters. So, yeah, I was going to say. There's um, some nice moments in Care There Moran. are, yeah. I mean, there's there's personal quests for them before Care Moran. Yeah, I mean, you help I think I Eskel do, with I do, a vampire, don't you? I think yeah, I you do, do actually remember. And then it. you hunt down a witcher with Lambert, like a rogue yes. witcher. Yeah, mm. cool little things. And then, like I say, if you help them, um, there is also you can set Lambert up with um, one of the sorceresses from um, Velen from one of the earlier quests. Oh, okay. And then they have a happily ever, ever after, and it's quite, um, quite wholesome. There's a lot of cool stuff like that in the Witcher games. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, question number three. In the Witcher books specifically, oh, no. how many Witcher schools are there? And your options are A, three. B one or C eight. Can I have the numbers again, please? So, how many Witcher schools are there in the books? Your options are um, three schools, one school, or eight schools. Oh my days! Hmm. I feel like Bradley's purposely waiting for me to go first. I'm letting you go first because I feel like I mean this one I I have the least chance of getting. But I could just like would you like me it. to go first for this? No, one, I could then? just go for a wicked guess again. Um. So the, my number options are one, three, eight, or eight, or three. So I'm just gonna go one end of the spectrum. I'm gonna go for one. Okay, Bradley, eight. You're right. both wrong. Oh, oh wow. In the books, there are three Witcher orders that are named. I thought that was just you throwing me off. No. Like as just in the books. So so the thing that's interesting <laughs> is in in um the games, which obviously have their own canon to the There's books, at least four, isn't there? There is no in the games there's eight, I think, or oh, seven. There is eight. Because you like, got... I was sitting there going through the armors and I was like, bear. <laughs> yeah, so so for, so for anyone curious, the ones that are named in the books are the Griffin School, the Wolf School, which is obviously Geralt's school, and the Cat School. 
But if right. you play the games, there is also the Viper School, which is where mm-hmm. Lefo, who is from Assassins of Kings, mm-hmm. the Witcher who's killing all the kings, um, which is obviously made by CD Projekt Red. There's the Bear School, which is also made by CD Projekt Red. Yeah, so um, this is why I thought you were just trying to throw me off with the whole in the books. Yeah. It was actually different in the books. <laughs> yeah, I mean, essentially CD Projekt Red just made some additional schools. Which I think is cool. Yeah, it is. And they have their own like law and their own sort of like um, explanations and stuff. But um, one thing that Nightmare of the Wolf did open up, um, mm. which I, was, I saw a guy talking about, is it kind of looks like Netflix is maybe just going with the route that there's only one Witcher school. Oh. Which is kind of weird. But that's yeah. kind of what's implied in Nightmare of the Wolf. That's um, kind of sad. I like the different schools. Yeah, I, but but then there's meant to be a Witcher who is in is in the books who lives with them at Care Morin, who's from the Griffin School, and he's in the trailer. So it's kind of like did maybe they just like mess up with Nightmare of the Wolf, mm. um, and then season two will course correct. You know, maybe. Who knows? Um, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but I just thought that was interesting to point out. So for those that are wondering, uh, for the books, it was just Griffin, Wolf and Cat. And then we had a load of extra ones that are really cool. Like I love the Viper Witches, um, who are the assassins, who, uh, yeah. all, you know, there's four of them in the second game, in Assassins of Kings. And if you spared Lefo, um, you can bring him to Care Morin to help you in the third game. And he'll help yeah. you defend Care Morin. I remember finding him in three. He, he's, he's in the little town. There's loads of traps, isn't there? Yeah. I liked Lefo. I thought he was such a cool character. He is, and that voice, so bassy and like grumbly. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Anyway, um, question four. Where is Geralt from? Option A, Skellige. Option B, Cadewin. Option C, Rivia. God damn it. I was paying more attention in school. Um, <laughs> well, when I, reckon, history. I, re- I recognise all three of those from the games but um or, well, Jack, but what's his name how does oh, he introduce yeah. himself oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah why are uh, you helping him or is it a trick <laughs> uh, okay yeah so I'm where's he from Skellige, rivia cadewin or yeah. rivia yeah rivia you i mean if you had said if that, this I is a trick about it it's gotta yeah. be rivia yeah He's from Cadewin. Oh, you you did that on purpose. (laughs) Uh, So essentially, he pretends he's from Rivia um, because he liked the Queen from there and he thinks (laughs) it makes him sound more fancy and that people will hate him less. That's brilliant. So so he's from Cadewin because that's where Kaer Morin is. It's in Cadewin. um, And he was raised there. But he just like kind of... I didn't know this, but because I always thought it was from Rivia, because, you know, yeah. that's how he introduced himself, Geralt of Rivia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but to be fair to him, he was knighted in Rivia, so right. that's why he, I think he refers to himself as Geralt of Rivia, because he was knighted in that universe okay. within Rivia. Mm-hmm. So that kind of makes sense. Sense, yeah. As opposed to he's just like, I like that place, I'm going to pretend I'm from there. Um. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's kind of funny in some way. So currently you're both, you're two for two, yeah? I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, this is the decider then. So question five. How old is Geralt? Oh, oh God. <laughs> A, between 80 and 90. B, in his 40s. Or C, 200 years plus. Oh, my days. 
I mean, he's not the he's not the I, I can't he's not the young option. Um, he's not he's, in his forties, no. He's definitely no, not. His that's 40s. what I was thinking. Man's at least at least yeah, past fifty. Um, what were the other two? So no, between eighty and ninety, or yeah. he's over two hundred years old. He's a Wolverine situation. He's yeah. been here a long time. He's fed yeah, up. See, I feel him. like he's been there a bloody long time because I feel like there's a there they talk in in. Um, I feel like when they talk about time in the first season, they talk about about him and how long he's been around. But I don't know if it's two hundred years. That's... Oh, what? Because of the confusing time skips. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that. But to be fair, once you know it, you're like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah, I'm going to go for the old one, the really old one. I actually don't know this one, so I'm going to make it interesting, even though Jack's had like pretty good guesses, and go with 80 to 90. Bradley takes the Witcher crown. Damn yes! So, um, so this is I a knew guesstimate. your luck would run out. <laughs> this is, um, this your is luck a, would run out soon. This is a guesstimate <laughs> because um, uh, the author has never given Geralt's age. But when he was asked, that. when he was asked in an interview, he said it's vaguely between eighty and ninety years old. Okay, uh, and that's really funny because um, there's actually a uh, really funny um, line that I won't spoil in Nightmare of the Wolf to do with their aging, and I was like, it got a really good chuckle out of me. <laughs> um, and you know, it's cool because obviously these guys, kind of like the sorceresses. I mean, the sorceresses do age, but they enchant themselves. Yeah, so they always look beautiful. Um, even though they're like 120 and like old and like <laughs> women, <laughs> shall we say, um, they still pretend they're like these sexy 20 year olds, <laughs> essentially. Um, with the witches, they just age really, really slowly. Like, yeah. um, I think, um, by the time of Wild Hunt, Vesemir's got to be pushing like 160 or something. Mm-hmm. Wow. So um, I don't know if there's a cap on how long they live, but they live for a very long time. No cap. Uh, <laughs> I think most of them just tend to get killed by monsters instead of seeing if they're actually can Old live. Age, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is kind of tragic. But also the fun thing that we love about the Witcher world, where it is that dark fantasy? It does. It walks that line of um, you know. Uh, that sort of that I you know it's got this very dark gothic kind of I don't know what you'd sort of call it um because 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 it still is very inspiring and it's still very I feel like it walks a line you know yeah yeah that good way to, 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 to it's very mature yeah. yeah all right well Bradley is the official king of the Witcher universe yeah he knows everything he's gonna conquer Ever. Nilfgaard <laughs> um <laughs> And um, yeah, should we should we move on to our closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. Um, Anyone got yeah. any good ones? Um, yeah, I mean, closing thought in general, I would say just that we're back, and it's just good to be back. Yeah, it's like, nice it, to be back. it yeah. feels like I mean, like for anyone who listens, like it may have felt long for you, but it's felt really long for us. Like I think we've all been sort of, we've all had a lot. We've all sort like sort of been playing and talk like you know waiting to talk about, and obviously just stuff obviously they've been in the way but we were all itching to get back to it as soon as we could all sort it out so uh yeah mm. we're, we're it's nice to finally be there yeah mm-hmm. that's good and also i just like to point out that um i didn't talk about it in my news but did you see the leaked photo of mr andrew garfield no no what a naughty naughty boy it looks like he's on the spider-man set 
<gasps> it's Hi. true. After, after, after um, denying it multiple times, <laughs> and I literally just watched an interview of him the other week where he went, I haven't even got a call. They haven't even called me. And um, yeah, there's a photo of him on a green screen backdrop. And it is, it doesn't look like it's from the past movies. It looks like current, like aged Garfield ah. in his suit on a green screen backdrop. And there's even another Spider-Man glove, like going towards him. <laughs> I'll send it to you, but I'm just saying, Andrew Garfield, yeah. you're a liar. Calling he has you out to lie. publicly on this. We've part. seen what happens when Tom Holland, you know, tells <laughs> yeah. the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I just thought that was a fun closing thought because I saw that pop up while we were doing the podcast and I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw what you, I saw what you shared earlier, Chris, the, the, you know, the meme of the three Spider-Men pointing at each other. And it's like, if they don't do this in the movie, we riot. Literally, it's like so true. Everyone's been so desperate. <laughs> Honestly, that. if that doesn't happen, it would be an absolute travesty. Like, yeah. it would just be criminal. Yeah, I just sent you that that cheeky little photo. Oh yeah, I've just seen it. That's so cool. Hopefully it's uh, hopefully it is. It'd be so funny for. if he used to, if he was trolling. Could you imagine if he just like? Oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> That's him at his house. Suit, got a green screen. <laughs> I was talking just... to a to a guy at work actually, and he went, "If they're not, can you imagine if like the movie comes out and like they're not actually in it, like." I so know. <laughs> I feel like, but the thing is, is like, I feel like there is always that massive possibility that that is going to be the case. Yeah. We're all just like way too excited about the idea well, of it. I was also watching this guy that said, like, how hilarious would it be if, like, that they didn't, they planned to bring back all the villains, but didn't plan to bring back Toby or um, Andrew. Yeah. yeah. And um, then just because of this, like, surge of fan stuff online, they like just like did some reshoots and threw them in there because they were like, we're going to get crucified if we don't. Yeah, they're like, we can't we release this, this movie without them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's brilliant. But um, yeah, so that should be our closing thought. It's good to be yeah. back. And Andrew Garfield, stop lying, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we will catch you next week. Yeah, see you next week. See you later. <laughs>